Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal What the fuck is up, Chris? What the fuck's going on with that motherfucking badass hobo with a shotgun shirt on, dude? I know, dude? man. Jesus I'm sporting Christ. it. You turned me on to it, though, dude. dude that that was shit's the so shit. brutal, ain't it? It is brutal. <laughs> that is a uh, good one. I love that movie. That is great. I saw the shirt in my Facebook feed, which is like my crack, as you're well aware. <laughs> right, right. Although, I got to say, I did really well last night. I almost bought three different shirts Jesus Christ, dude. and didn't buy one. And put my phone down and just like, like, I put can't, it away. I can't. I it's just like that meme put... I sent you, dude. That shit was funny. It is. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny because it's very appropriate as you look at my fucking piles and piles and piles of shirts. Hells, yeah. All right. Well, we got episode 42 here upon us, man. It's crazy. Keep inching closer to 50, man. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. It's going to be a good time. We it's got some plans. Be... We do. We do. We got some really good plans. And... uh we're going to unveil those plans real soon, but rumor has it we might, just might, have a band lined up, or maybe oh, two. Oh, maybe two. Maybe To play, two. like, Johnny Carson style. Yeah, it's going to be Burn great. We'll have some video for it for the YouTube fucking page and shit. We'll shoot Fuck video. Man. We'll record. But it's going to be Don't know. They want bomb. too much money, though, man. Yeah. They want too much money. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so we'll we'll unveil that soon, but we got a lot of good stuff planned for episode 50. Now, episode 41 I thought was really cool, and I, I really liked that one only because I learned a lot. I didn't know a lot about the about DC the whole snipers. situation, yeah. I mean, I knew what happened, obviously, but I didn't really know much about like the motivation, and I thought that was really interesting. Right, right. Um, I always like to learn new stuff, and so you know, two thousand two, you know, shit. It's been seventeen years. It's yeah, crazy 70, to think like, it was that long ago, but it my is. My son you know. was born. That's right. Yeah, like in. That's fucking, crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's been a while, but yeah, always cool to learn new things um and i did see that author and our fellow podcaster amanda howard from amanda always australia working on some shit too she is i've she is one busy chick um and she talks to all kinds of serial killers as we both know and she said she spoke with lee malvo and said he was an arrogant fucker and wanted money to talk to her so Sounds about right. Yeah, she said he was kind of an ass, so she uh, did not have a good experience with him, but I thought Dad, that was kind of cool. If you're new and haven't heard her, we've talked about it before, but if you haven't heard of uh, Amanda's podcast, uh, Monsters and Murder, go yeah. check them out. Her yeah. and uh, uh, Rob Robert McKnight, McKnight. Yeah. they are freaking awesome at what they do. They are, and uh, that interview they did with me, I believe, is on their uh available if you're a patreon supporter yeah, patreon, right they're eventually going to make it available to everybody but i believe right now it's only available 
if you're a Patreon subscriber to her. So, but yeah, definitely yeah, check, check it their out. podcast out. Yeah, we always Monster mention Murder. the ones we like, and Monsters Who Murder is really, really good. So, she's also got a lot of books too. Shit, she's got like thirty or forty books. It's fucking insane. Uh, true crime, all about true crimes, serial yeah. killers, murders, really good stuff. So, check it out. Um, we got a call coming in tonight from our buddy CK. That Danbury drain. That 920. <laughs> of course, we got CCK watching over us, still sporting the mullet. Got the mullet and the ball cap. Yeah, yeah. So, got some new hairstyles oh, coming dude. soon, though. <laughs> yeah, I've been bad on Amazon ordering some shit. So, C- CK is going to be able to see what CCK is doing. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be, gonna be, be pretty fun. funny. It's like. It, how, I can't think of what it would be like if it was me, and I keep getting pictures right? of me doing in the same pose, but with different hair all the time. I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing over there? What's <laughs> What's funny is when I post the pictures, it automatically tags him. Oh, does like, it? Like I don't real? even have to tag him. It knows Face recognition it's and yes. shit. Jesus, it's hilarious. Off a cardboard cutout, isn't it? Oh my god! Yeah, that's even fucked. with the wigs and shit, it still does it. So that's so fucked. It's pretty funny. But uh, he's going to be talking some cannibal fucking corpse tonight, keeping with that red market theme yeah. we're going to be doing. So a lot of de-skinning and draining of blood. And- yeah, because we've got a feature on that which is going to be pretty gruesome, man. Uh, you know the black market sale of body parts and organs and yeah, the red market. Yeah, it's going to be really awesome. So really pumped about that. Um, and so uh, we're going to be talking Cannibal Corpse with CK. Um, and then we've got our little friendly argument about the singers of Cannibal Corpse. What's the what's the deal with that, Chris? Well, you want to share that with I'm everybody? I'm more of a fucking Barnes Cannibal Corpse, and y'all are Corpse Grinder Corpse. Right, right. And so now the cage matches them two fighting each other. Yeah, we kind of spontaneously came up with that last, yeah, last week. last week, yeah, yeah. And then... <laughs> The more we thought, we're like, it's you like, know, that'd be kind of cool, it, man. So, yeah, tonight, a special metal killer cage match with Chris Barnes and, and George, George Fisher, Grinder Fisher going at it in the cage. We got some really good uh, objects oh, for them. One of them's really with. good. The other one's gay <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I don't know, though, man. I got I got a good idea what you could do with it. Oh, you could do a so, lot. Yeah. So, I guess. So, so. <laughs> We'll talk about that in the metal segment this time. We're doing a killer cage match, but it's in the metal segment. And we toyed around with possibly expanding the killer cage match and doing other metal. Other metal. Like, say, Rob Halford versus Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, exactly. Doing using different real, things. Ozzy like and a, Dio. Like a, like a fucking cymbal versus a, what I say, a bass stringer out or whatever. Oh, sure. Like so yeah. Much, like instrumental yeah, fucking bass, weapons and shit. A fucking bass cabinet to fucking throw right, at somebody. Like fucking, so yeah, we're, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. We should try it. So, because we've been talking, we're running, we're starting to run low on the killers and objects, well, objects we come up with all day long, but the killers, to keep them relevant, we're starting to run low. Right. I mean, I'm coming up with some new ones, but it's still. As far as. So this would give us a scene, chance. There's to, a lot of them. We could really blow it up with that. That's I think that'd be great. fun. And it, is, it wouldn't be nothing against these people is no, just no it's just blood. all fun it's just all fun so yeah why I mean, not it's gonna be cool so when we got all death metal uh bumper music this week just because we're throwing it down with, with the, the red, red market, market which of course you came up with the the idea for that man that was really cool where did you first hear about uh, the red this, market? 
ironically, another dude named Chris was talking to me about it. Really? He was like, Did you, like, when we very originally started doing this, he brought it up to me. I was like, all right, I'll check it out a little bit. And once I started checking it out, I was like, all right, yeah. maybe we should do that. Yeah, no, you did mention it. I remember very early on uh, was on that list that we came up with in the very beginning right, right. of just cool topics to talk about. And so... Um, I just think it's fucked it's up. Neat. It was another dude named Chris. How many fucking Chris's are there on this goddamn planet? <laughs> oh, dude, to the point where we had to change Chris Kovacs to CK. Just yeah, so, just so we know who we're talking about. And now we've got a Fuck. CCK in the mix, which is really crazy. Well, a fucking C-note. <laughs> yeah, C-note. <laughs> C-note. <laughs> so it's going to be awesome in the metal segment. And then uh, moving uh, part three... Of Freddie Frankfurter, we've had some people commenting on that. Yeah, yeah. three of five, pretty crazy. Getting, I, I hear this one's going to be a. Fucking this one's going to be really fucking <laughs> funny. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about. I love it. it when I don't know the story and I get it firsthand, like right? The first time, right? And we try to do that even with your stories. You know, with yeah, it's better when I'm hearing it or like, you're hearing it. That for really the first fucking time. happened. Dude. So you're yeah. getting like a live reaction like that. That's pretty fun. So we'll keep that going, um, and we're going to do it in the Mayhem segment uh, like we did the for part one. Um, and CK is claiming he's got a really good Mayhem story. So he's going to stick around for the Mayhem. We're going to keep him through gonna Mayhem. It's going to be fucking awesome. It is going to be awesome. So he's going to be a big part of the show tonight. Uh, sounds like it's going to be a good one with him. And I, he said something about it might get him into some hot water at the house yeah, so, so we'll have so to this see should be it. interesting yeah, yeah. i told him are you sure you know and he said he was he it's was like i'm fucking doing it he I don't said think. he had to do he's it trying to, he's trying to push me to tell the one that i've been talking about yeah uh yeah fuck well nobody like, wants to hear it he uh he was the one that pushed me into uh busting into the freddy the freddy yeah so man. anyway so we've got that and much more so i think Let's get going on to the bloodbath here, dude. Hell yeah. Let's get your murder on, people. skinless dude i fucking love skinless skull session that's uh fucking brutal shit that's for sure and definitely going into a segment about the red market i think we needed something like that you know we need to set the fucking tone here because we're gonna get pretty gruesome you know one of the bands we should have used is bumper music what's that would have made perfect sense what's fleshed and gutted yeah that would have been yeah there were there were there were so many i was when i was pulling the music off of google play i saw like all the suggestions i'm like oh that would have been good oh that would have been good you know? yeah 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 just exactly, tons of dude. them you know with this kind of stuff so but yeah skinless fucking killing it big time fucking big love time. that song tampon lollipop <laughs> oh, <God. That's> <laughs> <laughs> good song good song <laughs> speaking of tampon lollipops the red market is what we're going to talk about and some people might not know exactly what that is <laughs> 
but it is defined as a noun, actually, and it says any economic system or economy that trades primarily in human flesh or human beings. So and that's legit that's what they do. That's one hundred percent what they do. Big time. And there is a worldwide network of people who deal in this shit, dude. In the underground. Yeah. I mean, organ brokers, bone thieves, uh, they call them blood farmers, which is kind of fucked up. That'd be a great uh, band name, dude. Blood farmer. Blood farmer. Hell yeah, Come it on. would be. <laughs> yeah, it would be a pretty good Dude, when name. you used to have your hair get you in like bibs and like all bloody, <laughs> you'd be the blood, blood farmer. farmer. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Child Fuck. traffickers. I mean, just some gnarly shit, man. You know, man. really. And the blood farming was weird. I'm I'm sorry I'm stuck on that because I should fucking yeah. be out farming. You should. Fucking, you should. <laughs> that, that's weird shit, though, man. What they did it is. is fucked. It is. And it's fucked up to think about it, but there are plenty of people who use third world <clears throat> countries to provide skeletons that they know are stolen from cemeteries at night and other things that we just rather not think about. Don't talk about it. They just like, uh, I just, I bought it, man. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know where, where do they from? come up with all problem, these bodies? Yeah. You know, it's fucked up. Um, but medical schools need stuff like that. And that's been going on. I, I looked this up since the 1400s, the, yeah, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, this is nothing new. Uh, that was the only schools, way to get the bodies back right. in the day, go grave robbing. Big time. The medical students would go do it because that was like part of the deal is you had to like help provide bodies to learn on and dissect and shit. And it's it, fucked it, wouldn't up. Wouldn't it be but, weird if you just showed up at school one day with a human cadaver and your teacher didn't ask you where you got it from right, or anything. Right. It's like, all or right, it's like you, some you got your uncle in the yeah. class. You know, that'd be oh, fucked up. How fucked would that be? Big time. So so there's all kinds of crazy shit. But, you know, this shit's been going on for a long time. Um, And H.H. Holmes, you know, the the serial killer, he did the fucking murder castle. And it was all about processing bodies. Yes. Making skeletons, selling them to universities. Same fucking shit, dude. Yeah. He was like a fucking machine with that shit, though, man. Around the beginning of the fucking red market, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. In in the modern age, for sure. Yeah, in the modern age. For sure. Um, The the concept of of taking humans and making money from the sale is, is not new. I mean, it's fucked up. You think about the Nazis, dude. I mean, they were fucking horrible millions and millions of people they exterminated but what did they do with the clothes they took off them they gave them to their own citizens their own people like here here's free clothes and and they did all kinds of as the red market fucking they used the hair they used they shaved their heads and used the hair to make wigs and other things other drug tests and everything like that yeah they did all that fucking drug testing on them which we're going to get to i mean the bear company the bear aspirin you know we all know who that is they did fucking not a dude named bear (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm sure it was. I think it was a guy oh, named was Bear. Yeah, that started it. Um, oh, no, no. It, I'm thinking B-E-A-R. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. No, the aspirin company, Bear. Um, and they weren't the only ones, but they used these people to uh, do their drug trials on. And there was one that I learned about that all the subjects died in the study. I mean, that's fucked. So that's Not just a good horrible. study then. No. And that's the thing that's shitty is that people over time, and this has been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years, have just done some really awful things. Uh, and thinking they're doing better for humanity, which in some ways 
they are, I guess, but still, it's just like, man, when they have, they're totally desensitized about what they're doing to another person. Yeah, it's awful because, uh, you know, nobody should be, you know, making money off of off of people. I mean, and it puts the, the poor at a, at a great disadvantage because some of these countries, these people sell their kidneys because that's all they got, you know. It's all I have to sell. Everything's yeah. gone. So, yeah, we'll get more into that for sure. Now, the book uh, that was the basis of this segment uh, is actually called The Red Market by Scott Carney. Uh, he's an investigative journalist. Yeah, he started Dead. Yeah, uh, he started doing a pathology. Was it pathology? In yeah. In college. And then he's... And we'll get... We can, you want to talk about him now or later? Yeah, no. We, he, he got into investigative journalism, and I know he said he spent like six years... Yeah, over traveling in India the world and everything and uh he started it because he sold his body for drug testing right that's right and yeah was it, for, it like a uh, direction it, it was not viagra it was uh cialis cialis or, or some yeah. shit like that I don't yeah know he what did it was. talk about that on but that he video. fucking he got like 1200 bucks or 2400 bucks or some shit like that right for four weekends right and then he's like wait this happens all the time. That's yeah. what got him started going on the route to get into right. this. That's right. Because he's like, I sold my body. How many other people do this? Sure. Yeah, because he was like a college kid at the time. Yeah, he was yeah. in college. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's that's I forgot and about th that. And that's what gets you into it. Like, holy shit. Right. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to go find out some real shit about what happens to people's bodies. Right. Right. And he did. He went all over the world, uh, India, China, all over the place. Um, and the book is divided up into the, di into the different parts that make up the red market, you know, the bones, the blood, the kidneys, child trafficking. I mean, it's awful lab testing. He goes into all of it in the book and it's very disturbing that, you know, people don't even realize exists. I mean, until you mentioned oh, it, it to me, exist. I never really thought about it. You know, that, where does, where did this come from? Right. Yeah, because you see these skeletons, these articulated skeletons, you're like, well, obviously it came Some, from a person, yeah, so it's like, it's where? Like, right, somebody, you get some of these countries exactly. exporting like thousands of these things, so it's like, what are you, where are you, where where are you coming you up with all, all this bodies? shit? Yeah. You know, so it's fucked up. Um, and it reads like fiction, you know, but the fact that it's real makes it even more crazy and more fucked up, you know? Now, the, the reason why the red market is considered separate from what we know of as the black market is that human it, flesh doesn't have a value in, like, monetary terms. It's pretty much whatever I tell you, you pay for it. That's right. what you pay. Yeah, because they, they look at it as its life itself. And so whatever a person's willing to pay. For their life. They're going to pay. How much are you going to pay for your life? Right, right. And... uh you know, it's it's not legal to sell human kidneys, but it's okay to donate them. And then often people are listed as organ donors on their driver's license, which we'll get into right. some ideas that have uh, some people have that are are interesting about that whole thing with the driver's license. I'll tell you as we go. Um, now, strangely, it is legal to pay an adoption agency for a child uh, or a hospital to give you the heart transplant. But it's a gray area, and that's where the criminal element kind of jumps in. You know, when you've got those, 
kind of gaps where people can get in there and figure out how can I make some money here? You know, how can I get in the middle of this and sell something and make money to make yeah. my business grow bigger? Oh yeah. Cause we're going to talk about the markup on this shit. It's un real. So that's why these guys are doing it obviously to make money. And that's where it gets fucked up. Cause you've got people trying to, you know, get a, you know, let's say a kidney transplant to live, and this you know guy's getting in the middle, and he's marking this shit up three and four yeah, the times. Guy, the guy's getting this amount of money, but he's charging you this amount of money. Right, and I mean, there's a lot of risk involved, and that's why they're doing it. But it's it's fucked up, and uh, the problem is, is that you know while most of it is done above board, there is that cash cash incentive to do it illegally. And that's why people, you know, do it because they and know that there's money quicker involved. Be- and it's quicker because right. you go underground. It's like, I can find this. I don't know right. where it came from. Don't care. It matches. Right. It's mine. Right. Exactly. Now, you know, often it preys upon the weak and poor among the population. Like I was saying, you know, these guys that, you know, don't have a pot to piss in literally. And, you know, they have the ability to make the amount of money they'd make in like five years of working. By donate, you know, to, by having this they operation, sell my kidney. They go, yeah. somebody comes up, hey, like whenever like the tsunamis and shit happen, like the, oh yeah, the the brokers or whatever come in and be like, hey, oh, yeah. I'll give you this much money, right, to give me your kidney because there's Fuck. a diabetic problem over, I can't remember where it was, right, but people were giving them up, yeah, all, like I all need day this long. money, I got nothing else, right, and then they get promised this amount of money. And not get all of it. They get some up front and then not get any of the money, the rest of the money afterwards. Like, fuck you. Right. And we're going to talk about a lot of them get fucked up after it, too. Yes, exactly. So it is fucked up to think about this whole underground red market, but we're going to talk more about it as we go. We thought it was an interesting one. And like, you know, Chris, that was a good suggestion because we always like talking about stuff that's different. Right. You know, trying to mix it up a little bit. And, and we certainly. can't say this isn't murder because murders did happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, I think this is about as much murder as we've probably ever talked about when you think about it. Now, a good example uh, from the book, uh, The Red Market, is a village in India that's, I think, pronounced Kanai. And it's nicknamed Kidney Vakam. Because most of the residents have sold their kidneys for cash. Now, some of these people are paid as little as a thousand fucking dollars. That's what I'm saying. And then now, they cover the all. operation and all that, but that's what they get. That, and so you're talking people that are used to making like a dollar a day. A thousand dollars is that's a fucking three lot of money. plus years of working. So that's to them, that's fucking huge, you know? And so that's why they're doing it. It's fucked up. Um, and, you know, some of them, you know, have all sorts of trouble after the surgery is over with, you know. Yeah, they get, like, infections. Uh, the, the scars are brutal. Like, it's hack, su- it's hack it's surgery. Nasty. The scars are brutal. They get, they'll get they get infections or, yeah. or pains that they never had before, so they're right. crippled, basically, for the rest of their life now. Yeah, there's one woman they talked about where she couldn't work anymore because she couldn't stand up for periods of time because of the pain, and it's fucked up, you know. Now, strangely, the only country where selling human organs is legal is Iran. So I don't know if anybody's wanting to hop on a plane to go to Iran. I always wonder, you know, you read these fucking stories of these people hiking in the fucking mountains and they end up in fucking North Korea or Iran. I'm thinking 
of all the fucking places in this goddamn world, you got to fucking go climbing mountains. Why the fuck would you even go near some the, shit like that? You know they don't like you. No, like fucking the Swiss Alps. I mean, fuck the Andes. I mean, goddamn. Don't go somewhere the where Rockies. you know they're not going to like you because you're from, <laughs> from Western civilization. It don't, always blows my don't. mind. Like they cross the border and they're in Iran. Like, why would you be there? Like, no, no, I don't think so. Don't so, do it. But apparently Iran is uh, all about selling human organs. And the waiting list is zero. Isn't that what you said? Yeah. There's yeah. no wait. Because if you need one, you have it. Like, they've it's got like, them. We got people waiting to sell them. They need money, motherfucker. Yeah. And there's they use nonprofits to set up the patient in the kidneys, uh, checking the compatibility and all that. The average donor, they say, is paid 1200 bucks, which I don't know Iran economy and how that equates to you know like what it would be like here i have right, no idea right. could be way different yeah and they have charities set up that help those that can't afford the operation um and they do have regulations which i thought was fucked up to prevent the transplant tourists that term comes up a lot when you research this which is when people go to another country to have an operation because they're you can't get it here you get can't it get it in the united from. states i'm going over Right. To Iran. Right. But you can't do that because they have a regulation that doesn't allow foreigners to buy Iranian kidneys. So they actually have a law that says you can't have mixed nationalities trading. It's Iran. That makes sense. Big time. So very backward in, in, in many ways. And so, yeah, that does make a lot of sense that that's how it would be. But I thought that was kind of interesting that, um, you know, Iran, the only country apparently it where it's legal. It does seem like an odd country to, for that to be legal. It but does. on the other end, it does it. You are selling body parts. Right. Yeah, it's just weird how they look at it. Now, the average cost of a kidney uh, in the Iranian markets ranges from 2000 to 4000 bucks. Um, out on the red market, this can run up to 160000 So think about how much those middlemen are making exactly dude. <laughs> these guys like I'll, the the buyers like okay it costs me uh what'd you say uh two to four two, thousand two to four thousand and he's charging one hundred and sixty. like the seller is like all right this is how much this is gonna cost right i get all this extra money like a oh, yeah. hundred plus thousand right off of one and i mean think yeah. of how many of them they're doing so they're making a lot of money and you think about the person that's giving the kidney ups making a thousand bucks, and this motherfucker's making like a hundred and fifty. Yeah. You know? So that's pretty crazy. That's some bullshit. And that's, I mean, that's just the way it is. And that's that- why it's going on because these people are making money, right? Now, as of last year, uh, one hundred fourteen thousand people in the United States are waiting for transplants. I don't know if that's all transplants or just kidneys. Uh, the wait is well over three years on the average, so that's pretty pretty fucking. It's a insane. long time to wait to be on dialysis right. for that long and everything. I like, know. My uh, aunt just died the, recently this past year, and she was on dialysis the oh, whole wow. time. They couldn't figure out what was wrong, and she wow. passed away and shit. So yeah, I mean, the it's wait sucks. Up. It is. Uh, so the need for these organs is is really dire. Now, sadly, you know, many of these on the waiting list die before they actually get what they need. And so p- patients that can travel uh, do what they, you know, like we mentioned, the transpo- transplant tourism, and they go to another country to get it done. 
So get it faster, and in some cases, maybe even better. You know, you get a lot of people come to the United States because the top-notch, you know, surgeons that are here, you know, when you're in a country like Canada where it's free, you're not going to get oftentimes the quality of care that you might get because, you know, you got people getting into the medical industry that know that they're going to have a ceiling of what they can make. Whereas when you're in a capitalistic system, these guys can make, uh, you know, a lot of money. So you get the, the cream of the crop, uh, that want to become surgeons and, and these specialists that make an incredible amount of money. So you get people that might come here and then you might get people here that go somewhere else because they're on these three year waiting lists. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting concept, the whole transplant tourism thing. Um, there is a lot of debate. Uh, to legalize the sale of kidney since most people are born with two. So selling one doesn't cause any harm to you yes, other than the operation. Yes, it does. Well, if it's not done right, yeah. No. If I only got one kidney, I can't drink no more, right? <laughs> I don't know. That could be a problem. <laughs> that could be a fucking problem. <laughs> so countries like Australia and Singapore allow donors to be compensated. So they try to kind of meet them in the middle. Uh, they follow up on, uh, or the follow up on donors is scarce, um, but there are reports of long term health issues like we've been talking about, and even mental health issues from going through all that. You know, the trauma of it in general. Yeah, it does not sound like a good experience, and it's unfortunate these people are boxed into where they feel there's no other option, which is crazy. Um, the illegal side of the red market is where you hear of like kidnappings, you know, where somebody's like abducted off the fucking street and their organs are harvested from their bodies, which is a fucked up idea. Now, these operations are usually run by gangs uh, who are, you know, obviously on the fringes, you know, they're, they're criminals right. uh, and doing all sorts of criminal activities. Uh, the crimes are tough to solve. Um, because these people are traveling all over the yeah, world. Like the fucking bathtub full of ice wasn't like a real, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it would happen. Well, but. I actually mentioned that um, when I was looking at the, when I was researching this, where it says that that's kind of a concept that is not real. Because typically if they're going to abduct you and take your shit, you're just going to be dead in a yeah, ditch. You're just fucking Nobody's dumb. putting We're you on ice. Organs. They're going to take, take every organ we can. Yeah. We'll take your heart. We'll take your lungs. They're going to scrap take, you yeah. out. Exactly. Scrap you the fuck out. Right. So there's no bathtub of ice. They're not even going to go no, through the you, trouble. You're just not waking up. You'll be in the bathtub, maybe. Yeah, you might be in the bathtub. Bleeding out, but that's it. Cops are going to find an empty carcass. <laughs> might have a cup of ice, but no bathtub full of ice. That's right, sure. right. So... It's just fucking crazy to think about this stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, it's fucking crazy. It's, you know, in our society, you can't imagine shit like that happening. But you go to, like, Mexico or South America, these motherfuckers are crazy, man. They, they do don't give a shit. shit. They don't. Um, now, uh, other organs that are commonly traded on the red market, uh, corneas, uh, blood, unfertilized eggs. Dude, the cornea thing freaks me out, man. Isn't it? That's fucked up. Like, hold on. I could fucking get my corneas peeled off, peeled off, get somebody else's right. corneas that have been peeled off, and I can right. see. I guess. That's fucked. It is. It is. It is. It's fucked up. The cornea thing really freaks me out. <laughs> well, you work for an eye place, so maybe that's I why. know, but still, the cornea thing freaked me it out. It is. <laughs> like, now, the skin thing is fucked up. Bones, 
ligaments. I mean, they're just parting your ass out. You yeah, know? he just found the whole bag. The, the, what, Car- Steve Carney, right? Yeah. He fucking found that whole bag of freaking, uh, tib- was it tibias? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a whole bag just on the border, a bag of bones just getting ready to be exported somewhere. Like, right. Yeah, the they showed fuck? a picture of that woman at that uh, university, I think it was in Mexico, with all those bones all over the fucking yard. Laid it all was over like, the place. She was like a student. She was like doing some sort of sketching or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that old picture. Yeah. She was an artist at a school. It <laughs> yeah, right there's like at, fucking it was right bones ever, fucking... skulls and shit, like. What the fuck? Just throw yeah, them it was like where they fall. Like <laughs> it was right after the fucking World War II got over. Right. And there were the two kids are watching her paint and it, yeah. it summed up the red market. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Like yeah. that, their bones here. It's, it's, it's the study of anatomy and bones. Yeah. And to them, it was commonplace. So they didn't look at right. it like we would look at it, you know, which is, which is fucked up. Now, uh, for skin, though, the going rate, $10 a square inch. That doesn't seem like a lot to me, you know? It doesn't seem like a lot of skin. Now, I bet Ed Gein could have made a fucking fortune. <laughs> Dude, his house pawning. would have like a goddamn... I mean, how much would you get for the nipple belt? If Just the nipple bucks? belt? Because that's creative. I mean, the nipple belt, I got to say, I mean... The nipple belt was the shit. That's, so I think that's kind of cool. square inches and creativity... I'm going to go with about $375. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's better than Gucci. But you know, at a pawn shop, they'd be like, oh, I'll give you six bucks for this. Yeah. yeah. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> you always get fucked at the pawn shop. Um, if you're the one pawning, I guess. Yeah. You, if you're you the pawn shop B. Yeah. Then you're making, making a little money. So... The organs that are difficult for the red market to trade in would be hearts and lungs because these are tough to, to store. transplant, yeah. store, transport, just a lot involved, a lot more surgical skills. So you can't just find like you can't just dig like in with the your trailer park knife boys going to the up. vet. With <laughs> Sam, Jesus Christ, Sam was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Having him pull a bullet out of Ricky's ass. That's or funny. So <laughs> Ricky got shot so many fucking he times, did. dude. <laughs> he did. And then we were talking earlier about Hobo with a shotgun. Awesome to see Ricky's cameo in that. Hell yeah! If That's you guys haven't awesome. seen that shit, go check it out. Yeah, Hobo with a shotgun. Well worth a watch. There, it's a good one. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's just fucked up to think of this kind of stuff. Um, uh, blood is a huge part of the red market. A huge part. It says the U.S. exports more blood than any country. $3 billion industry a year. That's fucking nuts. Now, in the 1800s, transfusions were the only way to get blood from one to the other. And so, like, you had to person to person. Right, right. And so, they didn't know blood types until... I don't remember. It was at, 1901. That's what, yeah, it was 1901, yes. Where where they discovered it. So, yeah, they would have these transfusions. And, and somebody just died. Just died. Like, I don't know why. And then they figured out the different blood types. Right, right. Now, uh, I bet if that would have, if we would have been around then, we would have probably figured something out like that. Oh, we'd have figured it out. Just, we're just put smart. more alcohol in it, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, the U.S. Army was the one that started to type and store blood for later use. And it was in, in Chicago. 1919. 
and the blo- first blood the first bank blood bank was in Chicago. In Chicago yeah. in the 1930s, so pretty cool. As far as the blood, the blood farm thing, there was that dude. He was the fucking ironic thing about it. He was a dairy farmer, dude. Oh wow! And then he started fucking trapping people, and he drained a pint of blood from them a week. Oh yeah, I remember that he had him in like some shack or Yeah, like he's some... like locked up at like for like 3 fucking years. years. Yeah, that's fucked up. And fucking he he went from fucking draining cow cow milk to draining human blood. He was doing the same thing just with human cattle. Yeah. It's so fucked. That and is fucked. When they fucking finally people found were the all people all dazed so he kept them like out of it. Yeah, the they time. couldn't do shit and he eventually wow. uh left a padlock open and somebody was able to basically crawl out right and get help and he got busted like legit cattle human cattle yeah that transition yeah that's that that is fucked up i remember seeing that as well um now you know the other part we talked about the the drug trials um you mentioned the art the author of the red market had done one of those um, a lot of them are done by college students, and he even mentions that there's like professionals. Professionals, that do it. they'll go from say Maine to like Wisconsin, where he was where, at, like, mm-hmm. and they'll just travel the country doing different studies. Yeah, and and that the, they they don't want that. No, because they don't know what you have in your system. Because exactly. a lot of them are going from one to the other. And these so. guys just make it a career. Like I can travel yeah. the country, get paid, do some drugs. Said whatever. about sixty thousand dollars a year they make doing that. Isn't that ridiculous? That is fucking ridiculous. Now the bones and skeletons, uh, also part of this, uh, says India sells sixty thousand skeletons a year. To medical students. Again, where the fuck are these bodies coming from, And that's why they think a lot of them are doing, still doing the old school grave robbing. Grave digging, yeah. Because there's fucked up. I was reading um, that the skeletons of children are worth more because they're rarer. It it makes sense in different studies, too. Yeah. Like how their growth is. Right. Now, one company in India, this is fucked up, was busted in 2015 with thousands of skeletons scattered in their building and they had bodies boiling on, on the, the roof. roof. Yeah, they had them in the, the cauldron. flesh them. off them. And they were peeling off. Like, Could you imagine, <laughs> you imagine shit, doing dude. that for a fucking living? Could you like, imagine that's fucking being disgusting. the neighbor of that motherfucker? Oh, God. That's I mean, fucking I know smell and heat man. rises, but you're going to smell that shit, dude. Yeah, that's fucking awful, man. So that is just some grisly ass shit. Uh, there was pictures of that, too, of the little like cauldrons. Yes. That's fucking so fucked up, man. It is fucked up. It is. Now, hair is even sold. I wonder if I can get some new hair, maybe. Or you, oh. too, now that you're bald. Oh. But hair. I, I can grow mine. <laughs> I sort can of. grow it, just not quite. <laughs> yeah, like I said, sort of. <laughs> hair is uh, even sold in the red market for wigs and that type of thing. I also saw, this is fucking disgusting. They even use it to make some soy sauce. Yeah, they grind it up is, and use it in different kinds they of fucking do use it for lots shit. of things like human hair like that is fucking nasty so just you know if you're eating chinese oh. while you're listening just to this, remember you might be eating put some a little put a little extra <laughs> human hair in your food hell yeah you know what's great <laughs> you it's should my... call them and freak out say i found a human hair in my food <laughs> they'd be like no shit, motherfucker, is made with human hair. <laughs> then what do you do? What do you do? Right. <laughs> what right. do you do? My youngest daughter loves soy sauce. Wait till I tell her they might use human hair. Yeah, oh, yeah. She might like it more. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, one interesting way to deal with the growing need for organ transplants is in China. They use the prisoners. They use prisoners to supply the... Executed prisoners. Well, that's what they claim, that they're going to be executed. But they seem like they come up with them pretty quick. So some people people suspect some dude's in there for burglary and he's getting his fucking retina or his fucking corneas ripped out, you know? Yeah, they are a lot quicker on the death penalty than the United States is, apparently. Apparently. Because they got bodies on the regular. (laughs) They do. They do. And they said, yeah, the wait is like two weeks. It's like quick, you know? So, yeah. it's That's like fucking crazy. It's like ordering a fucking, you know, How do you feel about getting a convicted murderer's kidney put into your body? Dude, if it was keeping me alive, I guess I'd fucking be fine with it. Wait Whatever. till I start killing it. ain't my fault. It's the kidney's <laughs> fault. It tells me to do this shit. The kidney. <laughs> Hey, you heard of the son of Sam, right? How about son of kidney? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. I didn't do it. You guys put the evil in me. That's right. That's right. Um, so I thought that was kind of crazy. Of course, China always comes up with fucked up shit. Uh, the adoption of children uh, to U.S. families, of course, is huge. Uh, they orphanages get kidnapped. They do. Uh, these orphanages get 15 grand uh, for each child they place in a home. Uh, some kids get uh, abducted right off the street. Man. Like literally, like there was one of them, uh, the mother. Oh, yeah. They were at the water pump. Yeah. The mother went inside the house. Snatched his ass up. Grabbed something, came back out. The kid was gone. Right. And they eventually found him. Yeah, as he was older, of yeah, course. Yeah, he was but... older, of course, living in the United States with right. a great fucking life and everything. Yeah. And though the, the FBI actually knew about it. And didn't do anything. Oh, my God. And then once the author put in his due diligence, there was like, all right, fine. And they put in a DNA and there's wow. direct DNA to wow. the father. That's fucked up. But obviously, this kid's living this good yeah, life older, and everything. Yeah. And I got nothing. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to take the kid. I, I want to, I'd like to have some sort of relationship. Yeah, but, that's but, sad, man. As both of us are fathers, I can't even imagine something like that. No, it'd be so fucked up. fucking believable. Um, So, I mean, you know, some of this stuff is rampant in Africa, Korea, India. Uh, Human trafficking is a fucking horrible thing. I mean, we could do a whole episode just on that Just on human trafficking. You know what I mean? We could totally do that. It's terrible. It's bad shit. Now, the, we mentioned the Nazis running the death camps. You know, they were taking clothes, hair, teeth, other things, uh, you know, jewelry, of course, that sort of anything with value. Um, and these items were harvested and then sold in the red market. So, I mean, it's crazy again, but, you know, stuff just, you know, they always say history repeats. You know, it certainly rings true here because this has been going on for, you know, like we said, hundreds and hundreds of years. It's fucking insane. A long fucking time. Um, we do have an episode or two coming up that will feature uh, former Nazis and some of the atrocities they committed. But we're going to, of course, do uh, ones that others have not done. we got a couple that uh, can be interesting. So yes. one's male, one's female. You may or may not have She's a fucking badass. Yes, uh, we'll uh. talk about that. The international community, of course, very against the red markets. Uh, the one you know that people cite is the... Declaration of Istanbul, which defines the commercialization of transplants and says the sale is is unethical and illegal. So, 
a hundred countries. I don't have signed know how I feel that. about it, though, man. I it's know. Like it's... if somebody's got a kidney, it's like right. I'll sell it to you. I mean, I ain't using it. Right, but like I said, the problem with it is, in some people's eyes, is that because you're selling it now, the people that are donating it are doing it because of the money. Exactly. So that sucks. Because even though they're getting paid, as we both know, it's not enough it's because not the these same. people have long-term issues, as we've been talking about. So there's, you know, obviously two sides to the story here, and you guys can decide what you think. Uh, the big outcry is how the red markets incentivize the poorest people to do things and puts them in tremendous danger. So we talked about that. Uh, there have been books written that are fiction that address these subjects. So one of the most famous a book, I remember my mom read it, Coma by Robin Cook, uses the concept of people put into a coma to harvest their organs to sell in the red market. Uh, that was a very popular book, became a movie as well. Uh, there have been some media portrayals of red markets that are false. So like always, we say, you know, be careful what you read and see, you know, get a get a couple of sources there and don't just listen to one side of things. Just try to expose yourself to as many options as the as you can. Now, uh, question. Yeah. Uh, you you read and you've seen some of the shit. Like, what are your thoughts on the thing about uh, the the quote transparency of it like you should you may not have to meet the person but you should know where this organ came from like yeah i mean i don't know um i think uh, do you think that would not not do you think that would help stop the black market at all or the red market i mean um do you think have any impact on stopping? Well, I mean, if you had to disclose where it came from, then I then would definitely would because if you don't know where it came from, you wouldn't be able to give them you know the information. The problem with that is some people would prefer to do it anonymously, right? So that's the problem, and that there. that is the problem with right, that, right? That also falsification of documents and shit too. Oh, sure. Like, I mean, knows? anything's possible. That's for sure. Now, one idea that's been discussed is making organ donation upon death an opt-out instead of an opt-in, which is the way it is now. So now, you know, you go to the DMV, you say, I want to be an organ donor. What they're saying is, unless you tell them not to, then you are. And you automatically are. And again, that's certainly a, you know, hot, you know, could, but some people don't like I that. Mean, if you don't want to do it, You just tell them so. you don't want to do it. So that would be that, one way to increase it. If you don't want to, if you don't want it, all you got to say is no. Right. And I mean, we all have to go to the DMV. So that's the thing is it's not like you have to do something special. Right. You're there anyway. And they ask you that shit. Like, you do you want to be a donor? No. Right. So now, um, personally, and I went through this in 2017 when my wife died, um, they contacted me, uh, the organization that runs that, uh, she was an organ donor and they had contacted me and I said, you know, yeah, I mean, even though I didn't, I couldn't have really stopped them unless I wanted to go aggressively legal with right, it. Right, right. And I wasn't, I was like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, if there's anything you can do, you know, if, sure. If you, if you can help save another person. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And she would have wanted that. So they did that and then they sent me a packet that I'm assuming tells me like what happened with what they did. All um, right. 
it wasn't, I know it wasn't any organs, but it was uh, like tissue or something to that effect. And so, um, I've kept it up. I haven't looked at it. Um, but it would be interesting to see at some point what it, what, what it, you, you still know. haven't looked at it since you got it. No, right on. No, no, there's certain things I, I nope, didn't want. I get it, bro. I get see. it. So, uh, so yeah, it was uh per firsthand experience, but they were very professional, very nice. But, you know, they need to know quickly because, you know, they got to do it. You it know, it only lasts so long. Right. I, I don't mean to make this sound crude, but it's no, me. it goes bad. Of course. Of course. No, that's why they had to jump on it right away. Um, but, you know, it would be good to know, you know, that something from somebody that you knew or loved, uh, you know, went on to help somebody else. So, 100%. So that's a good thing. Thank you, Shelly. <laughs> There's a really good video on YouTube. If you search the red market uh, discussion with the author, Scott Carney, uh, speaking to a biology uh, class, a college class. Yeah, there's another one as well. Yeah, there's a shorter one. The one I posted on the Facebook page is the shorter kind of like six minutes. But the one with uh, Scott is like an hour and ten minutes. But it's really good. That's a really good one. He he goes through like a PowerPoint with the pictures and stuff. It's very good. uh, If you're interested. The scar on that girl, on that yeah side uh yeah super bad and that it shouldn't be that bad no he's got a lot of good pictures that definitely illustrate the point he's very good speaker as well there's lots of things online you could read about organ donation transplant tourism and the other things that we talked about and it is a moral and ethical dilemma uh, we can see that the poverty stricken are definitely more vulnerable. One hundred percent, because vulnerable. the lure like of the money is is what's making them do it, and it's putting them in a bad situation. Down and you're the road. in like the Haiti or when Haiti had the tsunamis or whatever, right. And all that shit. Like mm-hmm. these people, literally, like I said, come in right. and be like, everything you have is gone. Right. I'll offer you money for that kidney. Right. And they're like, yeah. what else do I they have to do? Literally nothing. Everything like, they had can got washed away. So, yeah, that's fucked up. Um, and there is an issue, you know, of the person on the waiting list dying for a kidney or a heart that would pay. But because it's illegal, you know, they can't do it. At least not on the, on the up and up. They have to do it underground. Now, um, one thing. Uh, that fits uh, the murder segment, even though it's a little off topic, what we were just talking about. We do um, that a little bit every we now do. and again. We go in the weeds. Uh, the 30-year anniversary of Ted Bundy's execution was like Friday, and that's why you're seeing like all, all the this Netflix stuff. shit. Yeah, that Netflix docuseries uh, is good. Uh, the reason I why I wanted to mention watching it, it yet. Yeah, there's a lot of people. We posted it on Facebook. We had quite a few people that listened to us that dug it. Uh, some people that said, hey, I'm planning on watching it. It's really good. Um, I did see some negative stuff about it. And, of course, you're always going to see negative things, whatever. Everybody's got their own opinion. I right. get it. Yeah, So, but I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it got into a lot of things I didn't know. Uh, it was interesting to see some video like when he escapes by jumping out that window. There's oh, is video. there really video of there, that? There's a video of showing him jump, but it shows him going to the window and opening it. Oh, I did not know oh, that, it's dude. Fucking That'd be badass. fucking cool to see, man. It's yeah, cool. no, I did not know that. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff on there that <laughs> I had not great. seen. So I, I thought it was cool. They had a couple of the survivors uh, talking on there, the oh, ex-girlfriend, yeah. 
pretty interesting stuff. So, and then there's that movie, the Bundy movie, the one that Zach Efron, Zach Efron, yeah, that, is playing. I thought him. I was there, like, this dude was on Nickelodeon or some shit. Yeah, back but in the he's day. got the look. I think no, he, he look. No, he looks like he yeah. could do a good Bundy. Yeah, I think so too. So I, I'll definitely check it out. I think Bundy's an interesting serial killer. So I think it's. Uh, Definitely worth checking out if that's your thing. Fuck yeah. You know, see that fucking Bundy movie with Efron. Right. I'm wearing the hat. Oh, nice. If it's in oh, the theater that's right. here, dude, your I'm wearing Bundy the hat. hat. <laughs> now, I'm walk in with a pint of liquor, a bottle <laughs> of champagne, and the hat that says, hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You'll be, you'll be impossible to resist, I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, um... You'll be just showered in fucking panties, I can only imagine. Oh, my God. I hope it's not my brother's panties. (laughs) (laughs) Now, next week, we're going to take a break. Um, So don't panic, though. We have a special bonus episode ready. A little extra for you. It's going to be a discussion that I had with our boy CK on the top metal albums of all time. So it's a good discussion. Of course, CK, we know laying down the metal He's knowledge. Got knowledge. And so he does like a top 15. I did like a top 10. And we bat it around. It's about an hour long. And we're going to make that available next week. And this will give us time to kind of dial in the studio because it's yeah, almost it's, done. It's We got some lights going, going tonight before we started doing the we podcast. Dude, uh, man, it looks so fucking cool in there. It's going to be pretty righteous and actually when you think about it dude this is the last podcast we're gonna do in this room in your bedroom that's right we've been doing the podcast literally in a quarter of my bedroom and it'll be nice when this studio is done so we can have like an actual cool spot fuck yeah a lot more room not have a fucking stairs that you need a goat to fucking climb up So it's going to be nice. But there's no fucking bathroom out there. That's true. <laughs> got two bathrooms at the ready here. So, yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be fun to be in the new digs, and that'll be the week after next for the Valentine's Day show, which is going to oh, be off the fucking hook. Putting a video up on it after everything's put up. And yeah. Then, yeah. We'll do a little reveal video be, yeah. on YouTube so you guys can see the new studio when it's all decorated. That's what I'm going to be working on here the next It's going to be pretty fucking kick-ass. It is going to be cool. And um, next, the Valentine's Day week, though, we're going to do Bell Gunness, who is a fucking nasty bitch. Killed a whole bunch of dudes. Out of pretty the want ads. Big time. Out of the want ads. Yep. Jesus Christ. And she said, show up with all your money. She was fucking bold, Dude, dude like, for real. Like, and come, they showed just bring up. bring this money. Come over here. I got you. And they kill him. Yeah. And then, no, she would take him to the bank, and they would deposit all the money in her account, and then she'd take him home and kill him. And kill him. And then put another ad in the paper. Yeah, it was fucked up. So fucking crazy, so dude. That we thought, you know, nothing says Valentine's Day more than Bell Gunness. So oh, yeah. It's going to be an interesting one. So... Anyway, uh, is that is that a, a whistle? It sounds like it's four twenty over here. I mean, nine twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so I think CK's coming round the bend for two segments. Oh this yeah, should be awesome.
Dead end. God dead end. Damn. Champagne Urbana originals, man. Yeah, big time originals in the underground death metal scene. Illinois fucking has some good ones, man. Waco Jesus, Lividity, Dead. Killing it. Fucking uh Goremonger, fucking yeah. goddamn all kinds of them. Yeah, a lot of good death metal grindcore stuff around here. And we got our buddy CK on the phone. Uh CK coming in on the nine twenty. How you doing? Yo, what's up? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing good, man. Yeah, we're doing all right. Is it as cold over there as it is here? What <laughs> sucks, man. Yeah, I can't yeah, eat. It's harsh, man. Fuck winter. Yeah. It's supposed to be minus 15 here with the high tomorrow. So we're going to be yeah, fuck that. ass fucked with icicles, man. That's uh, That would be a nice what, what, album That's a good title. song. Yeah. Ass fucked <laughs> by icicles. <laughs> Yeah, that's blood a, farmer. <laughs> blood we, farmer. We, you'll hear it when you listen to the episode. We talk about the red market and the blood farmer, uh, it, blood it, farmers. But I said that would be a good name for Shawback if he did his a solo death metal thing. Fucking little, blood farmer, little gore grind, fucking bib blood overalls farmer. and all bloody uh, yeah. up there singing. Blood farmer with a pitch with a pitchfork of with blood. With a pitchfork, yeah, there you go. That's some inebriated shit. <laughs> <laughs> and a beer on the other hand. There you go. There you go. Well, CK, I know that we uh, we always try to tie in the the stuff we're talking about to the overall theme. And of course, we're doing the red market this week, which means you know body parts and blood and hair and all Skin kinds of fucked up shit. And Skin and you axe. came up with a good suggestion. Yeah, you can't. You can't tying anything else besides cannibal corpse with this oh, shit fuck yeah classic big time so that was a good you know, call so you're going to talk about some cannibal corpse fuck yeah um rich uh rich history 30 years they've been around um the biggest misnomer about them has to be that everybody thinks they are from florida they are not they're not no they're not right they are originally from buffalo new york um Home of the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that, that's I, fucking I, I crazy that's the they're bucket. like in one. They're in uh, uh, the bleeding fucking thank yous and shit, dude. The right. Goo Goo Dolls are. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, they're both from Buffalo. That's funny. I think I think they're the only band from Buffalo. Probably. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, probably. But um, they've been around since you know late eighties, eighty eight, eighty nine. They formed. Um, they formed out of three different bands. Um, they formed out of Tyrant Sin, Beyond Death, and a band called Leviathan. Um, shortly after they formed, they recorded a five-song demo, just named Cannibal Corpse. Chris Barnes at the time was working at a, at a record store locally. Uh, his manager took the demo and sent it to um, Metal Blade. Who else? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, no dude, shit. I like always talking about Metal Blade, bro. Yeah, I mean, they gotta say, you know, they, we, we definitely gotta do something with them to get, not to get off track, but you know, damn. right? No, no, I get it's it, like, I get it. Always, no, I, I sent a, a message uh, today to a very higher up person. I'll leave it there on uh, recording, but a higher up person there at the label begging them to. Uh, <laughs> let us get a hold of a publicist that we can work with and um, and hoping that, you know, we can find somebody that'll get us some good interviews, maybe do some live, you know, events and stuff. 
uh, to where we can cover the different label, you know, bands and, and do that. And then I even said that we had a cardboard cutout of you. I actually tagged her <laughs> in one of the pictures of you with the shirt on. I tagged Metal Blade and I tagged her. This is our life right so here. I'm this like is what we do. Trying to really show like we're all about it, you know. So hopefully Fuck they yeah. decide to uh, get us some access. So we'll see. I'll keep you posted. All right, cool. That'd be awesome. But to get on with, with um Eddie Cannibal Corpse. Um Brian Slagle heard the demo, signed up. And this is within the first year of them even um doing their first live show. Uh original band was Alex Webster, Jack Owen, Paul Mazurkowitz, Chris Barnes, and um guitarist Bob Bob Rusi. Um as I said, they, they recorded the first album about a year after they formed, um, Back to Life. And um, a lot of people in the industry thought that they were a joke. No fucking uh, way. <laughs> oh, eating Back you know, to Life is so fucking nasty. It is. It's badass. I, I, mean, I, I mean, you look at the song titles, you look at the cover, you know, and yeah. people laughed at Brian Slagle for signing these guys. Right. Well, at that time, you that know, was unheard of. I mean, for that. Right. I mean, Dude. Tra- I mean, you had death. You had death metal, but you didn't have anything like like Cannibal Corpse with kind of like the cartoony, well, not cartoony covers, but the gore covers yeah. by Vincent Track Locke. Um, Shredded so, and the song that's... titles, you know, no, nobody had song titles like that. No. Right? Yeah. What were you Shredded, saying track one? Yeah, track one off of Eat Mac Life. Shredded Humans, one of my favorite <laughs> songs to the like Shredded Humans. That's how you're gonna pop off. Right. Shredded Humans, Ugh. you know. <laughs> and that 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 came out in 1990. Um, you know, so that was with the original band, and you know they quickly um they recorded in, in Florida, and they pretty much recorded pretty much all their stuff in Florida except for one or two albums. But um, um Scott Burns, a legendary producer engineer, produced that, and pretty much the first I believe five albums before he retired. Um, they quickly followed that up in 1991. With at birth another great fucking album oh, no yeah. great fucking album meat hook sodomy um, baby <laughs> meat hook <sodomy>. yeah <laughs> dude fucking love it <laughs> that's Just a real romantic song you know yeah yeah, yeah. candlelight dinner you know yeah. <laughs> gee honey what is that oh, it's actually meat hook sodomy oh fuck oh, that's yeah. nice can you pass you know, me the then- rolls you know, then they quickly called that up in 92 with Tomb of the Mutilated, and that was the last, pretty much the last album with the original lineup. Um, Bob Rusi, during the recording, Scott Burns didn't like his his rhythm guitar playing on the album. He was having difficulty, so he had um, the, the, the other guitarist, was it Rob Barrett? God, what was his name? Give me one second. Owen? Um, yeah, Jack Owen. Um, re-record his um, rhythm parts. Even though even though he still did the leads, but um, he wasn't happy with it. Soon soon after that, they um, parted ways. It just wasn't working out. He wasn't you know, maturing like they were as far as playing. And, um, now you want to know one of the, the best? Play- you want to know what, one of the best parts of that? Tomb of the Mutilated album is so many people have heard Cannibal Corpse because of that album because of one yeah. movie 
Yep. And they don't Ace even Ventura. fucking know. Ace fucking Ventura. <laughs> yeah. Cannibal Corpse but, doing Hammer, hammer Smash, smash face. face, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, motherfuckers are like, what the fuck is it? Don't even know they've heard Cannibal Corpse. Right. You heard it? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and um, Jim Carrey loves Cannibal Corpse. Oh, he does. Know. Isn't that he awesome? Does. Did you ever see the, uh, the one that wasn't in the movie where he actually got on stage doing the voice and shit? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's so good. Yeah, I Did remember you- Bryant's, I think it was in Bryant Slagle's book, um, all about the heaviness, but uh, he mentions that when he got the call, he thought they were like kidding, like they wanted Cannibal right. Corpse like on a movie set. Yeah. And he's Jim Carrey. He came from in living it. color. Yeah. Right. He's like, Jim Carrey wants Cannibal Corpse there? Like, Did you ever see that video of him on Arsenio Hall talking about Napalm Death? Uh-uh. Oh, oh my yeah, God. that's on YouTube. You yeah, you've seen that? YouTube. Yeah, dude, it's so oh, fucking yeah. good. <laughs> and, and he does the Barney the Barney vocals perfect. Yeah, no, he's so good. That's dude. awesome. <laughs> but but here here's another here's another thing most people don't know. I think it was like a month after they did the Ace Venture after they filmed it, they got a call from another um pro- producer who wanted them in a, uh, another movie. Oh really? Get the fuck out. Yeah. What's that? Airheads. Oh, okay. Wait, Airheads. are they in Airheads but, for real? No, they're not because oh. they did the Ace Ventura. But oh, okay. No, you look at it, and you know, Airheads or Ace Ventura. Which movie did a? I get more. Oh, sure. You know, look, look. I love Airheads. That movie is great. Oh, it's a cult classic. Yeah. But Ace Ventura. But Ace Ventura, the, the way it got done, dude, was perfect. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, huge exposure for Cannibal Corpse, though. Yeah, and that, that did a, a lot of, they gave a lot of exposure. Um, and quickly after that, 1994, The Bleeding. Love that album. Oh, that's sick. Fucked with a knife. But <laughs> but that was. Another that romantic was classic. Yes, sir. <laughs> Fucked with a knife. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was. Um, he just come out with these fucking ti- these song titles like nothing. Right? Like, oh, this is his fucking, fucking zone. Oh, album. dude, I love He's this He's like shit, Rain dude. Man with this I shit, man. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> no. I'm good, but I don't know like all the songs on the fucking albums. Holy shit. No, he's like the Rain Man with some shit like this, man. Oh, fuck. I fucking yeah. love it, man. <laughs> now, after but this, I, now, now, you're, now you're getting out of my zone, dude. <laughs> right. Because after the bleeding... Right. Yep. Your boy Lee. Well, we'll get we'll get into that, but that was the last album with um Barnes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They were they were ha- they were having issues. Um Barnes was starting to flake out a little. He had six feet under going at the time. Oh um, I know. Six feet you know, under sucks. F- <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I'm not a big I, fan. I, love, I mean I they're all right, feet. but I like I like haunted. After that, I don't give a shit. Oh, they got he's got some good stuff at 60 man i like the album he did with fucking torture killer that was fucking sick man see torture killer's not six feet under i don't know dude there was a couple of them six feet under albums fuck off and this is where this is where the cage match is gonna get interesting yeah it's gonna be interesting <laughs> but hey don't get me wrong i love i love chris barnes and the cannibal courts but you know basically it was amicable split um barnes wanted to leave um, Alex Webster called him and said, you know what? We're going in a different direction. <laughs> Chris Barnes told him, you know what? I was getting ready to quit anyway. So it's cool. like, so what? I'm out the door anyway. Fuck off. So, so, so they just recruit, you know, corpse grinder from monstrosity. Cause right. 
who else are you going to get? And to me, and, and Slagle was pissed about this too. Metal Blade was not fucking happy because they just came off an album that was their highest um, highest selling album. Most albums sold by them. Um, Metal Blade was not too happy about them getting rid of Chris Barnes because he was a great frontman for them. Right. No, no doubt. It makes Live, sense. Was, and as a label, you're going to be like, why did you just do fucking right, that? Right. You yeah, because the singer's but, huge for a band. You know, it's the identity, really. But, but you know, they put out Vile, which was the first death metal album to even chart in the top 200. So, you know, after that, it was all forgotten. Devoured by you know, Vermin? No, Corp- Jesus Christ. <laughs> you just come out like you're fucking scaring me, man. I just heard Devoured uh, by Vermin uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Bloodthirsty Rabbit. I wonder if he wrote that about, about Iceman, actually. I thought about that. Oh, shit, in the cave and shit? Yeah, that's oh, what I wondered if that's fuck, what they wrote that that'd about. That'd be fucked up. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you think about it, Barnes was only in a band for like less than 10 years. Oh, no, he wasn't in the um, band very long. Like, Grinder's yeah, been in you know, there for way longer Grindr, than Barnes was. And Vile was, was, was the album that I really started to love. Love. Um, I, I like Cannibal Corpse with, with Barnes, don't get me wrong, but once Corpse Grinder came in, I, I thought he was just, his, his vocals were a little bit more clear. There's a different jive a to bit it. More, yeah, I love, I love Corpse Grinder. I think he's, to me... And I'm not a huge death metal aficionado like Chris here. I like it. I just don't like it all the time. But I think personally, he's the best at it, in my opinion. I I really really like the I, way I, he. I does think it. so too because his, his his vocals are brutal, but he has a way of of articulation there's, there's some clarity to what he's saying yeah, yeah it's hard to enunciate singing like that i know even the way i sing which is not anything as growly as he as him um i really try to enunciate but to do it like he does it has got to be really fucking tough and he's really good at it you know then um 98 gallery of suicide another um oh, rob amazing. jack Owen leaves you get um that's the first album with um um O'Brien with um Pat O'Brien who um was in Nevermore before. So you got a guitarist coming from a band from like Nevermore, right? Which is a little bit more progressive, you know, a far cry from what Cannibal Corpse is, and he and he injects a little bit of um. Mel, more, I, I believe he put more melody in, in Cannibal Corpse than before. Um, he's just he, he, the guy's just a beast on guitar. He just he shreds. Yeah, he's amazing, man. Has more, uh, you know, kind of melodic tones maybe than yeah, yeah. Just a straight, just chugging basically, and yeah, I think he takes his influence and puts a cool little touch on it. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, twist. You know, and and. 99 bloodthirst 2002 gore obsessed 2004 the wretched spawn 2006 kill you know 2009 evisceration plague which is my favorite album by him 2012 torture 2014 skeletal domain and a year and a half ago red before black you know so they're prolific as far as putting out albums you know it's almost every two years for the most part right um you know, and there's been some band member changes here and there. Um, 
you know, Rod Barrett's been in and out. He's he's back. He's been back in the band a couple of years. Um, Pat O'Brien, unfortunately, is not yeah, yeah, playing with him at the moment. We discussed that. Yeah. Um, hopefully, he's going to get you know his shit back together. But they do have Eric Rutan. Yeah. From Heat Eternal. Wicked. That, that's a that's a great replacement, man. Wicked, like for real. Man. Plus, plus he's been their producer for like the last few albums, so, so he knows, he knows what's material. going on. Right. You know. So you can't get much better than that. Um, but th- these guys, to me, if you were gonna, if you're going to build a like, they have the, you know, the um, if you're going to pick like four bands who define, to me, death metal. You know, it's going to be death, cannibal corpse, obituary, and morbid angel. Yes, nice. sir. I was counting them off as you were saying them. Yeah, that's I, 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 up. like for real. I'm like <laughs> death, candle like corpse, obituary, morbid angel, dude. That's it, right? You know, there, that'd dude. be the big like the big four of thrash. I think this would be the big four with death metal, right? And um, and what I love about what I, what I love about cannibal corpse is Paul Bezirkowitz. He has his way of drumming. Oh my god, dude! If you ever listen to it, nobody plays death metal beats like he does because what he does is he, he plays the cymbals and the snare at the same time doing double bass so that's that's his blast beat he doesn't do a, 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 a typical blast beat like right. most people do you know if you listen he's, he's using a cymbal on the snare at the same time while doing the double bass as the blast beat well, you know what's fucked you know, up is the in the I think it was the Kill album came with a DVD, if I remember right. It was around that. Yes, time. it did. And it showed the making the, of it, and that was the first album that he said he used a click track for, which is amazing that they did all those albums before with no click track. But he said after he used the click track, he couldn't believe he had done it without it. And as a musician that's recorded with and without him. I would agree that once I use the click track, it's really hard to record without it. Because it's I really constant. love it. Yeah, it's that metronome that you hear. That, so yeah, you exactly. Keep I, um, it's great. As a drummer, I'm probably a minority. I don't. I don't like click tracks. Yeah. Well, Wes for years in low twelve. Resisted I remember it. when Les started using the metronome. But then we watched me and him watch that video together, and we were in the middle of recording Splatter Pattern, and we were having issues with him playing certain parts too fast and it's like speeding up and slowing down. And it was really hard to record to it, you know, because you don't know when he's going to speed up and slow down. Right. So when we watched that video, we both looked at each other. We're like, dude, I think we really need to do this, you know? (laughs) So as much as it sucked, we had to redo the drums, but he played to a click track and it was all the difference, man. It was so fucking nice. And then, I love doing vocals to a click track. I mean, I really like using them. So, but I was amazed that they had done that many albums without him. Um, and but he, but he also has a great, a great partner in, at, oh. as a rhythm section. He's got Alex Webster, Webster's who's a fucking animal beast. man. He, he's he's the to me he's the greatest bass player in death metal. He's unbelievable, and I think he, I think in metal he's he's one of the top bass players period easily if you ever get a chance he has a side project that he does with um the guitars from watchtower oh yeah um um jarzenbeck 
Bobby's brother yeah, from yeah. Um, Fate's Warning. What is that called? Blotted again? Science. Blotted Science. Blotted Holy Science. Yo, shit. that's fucking insane, man. Holy shit. Yeah. It's it, that shit they do is fucking insane. It's it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. He's an amazing player and yeah, just you a know, great guy too. I know when you know, I got my th- Spectre it's the Alex Webster model, and I remember he yeah, contacted me. Yeah, I remember me. when you were getting that. Yeah, he contacted me. I reached out, and he reached out back. It was really cool. He's just a nice guy. So, You know what one of my uh, favorite other memories of uh, Cannibal Course when I was young was? When fucking, uh, was it uh, Tipper Gore with the PMRC and all oh, that yeah. shit? Yeah. And they'd be talking about Cannibal Corpse on, like, national TV. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, get it, dudes. <laughs> well, yeah. you know what I mean? They've had a couple albums where, where the album covers were censored. They had to go to alternative oh, albums. Oh, wasn't yeah. it like? A, isn't it like you know, a Germany or some shit? They're yeah. not. They weren't yeah, allowed to play Germany certain songs from the albums because, like, they were just like, like literally, like fucked with a knife or sh- right, sh- uh, rape, strangled, tortured. What like? Right. Yeah. Like, um, Gallery of Suicide was one album. Um, I think the Wretched Spawn was another album. Right. Oh, I'm sure Butchered at Birth had to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I can't remember if that was one of them. I'm sure it was. Yeah, there was. I a know bunch they of couldn't them. put the album covers to those. They had the slip cover. Yeah, over they had it, the like... slip cover over. It. They couldn't show the album cover. Yeah, and, like and, that carcass. And... Wake up and smell the carcass with the JFK yeah. autopsy right. picture. Dude, I literally I got kicked out of high school one day because I wore my tomb of the mutilated shirt to work. <laughs> like the album cover, like big and bold on the front. <laughs> They're like, you cannot wear that. I'm like, later, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> nice but um you know they, they've been around 30 years same label you know that's and again and that's brian slagle you know yeah that's pretty impressive um and not to take anything away from the musicianship of rob barrett either because he's another phenomenal guitarist right um you know he's got his own style and, and he's phenomenal as well so you know the whole band as a whole at this point they're great musicians Again, you know, when they first came out, people thought they were a joke. You know, fucking 30 years later, it's not a joke. No. They're still around. No. You know, they sold a million albums at least. You know, they're not rich by any, by any oh, by extent, no but, you know, they're doing well for themselves. No, yeah, for sure. They're doing it for a living, I'm sure. Yeah. So. You know, and 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 if you ever if I, if you guys get a chance, I think I said it to you, Pete. The um, corpse grinder. Yeah, Chris said he's seen it too. Shopping at Target. Oh, I, oh yeah, shopping at yeah, going awesome, to Target, man. dude. Yeah, that that's was fucking great. crazy as shit. I saw that a while that ago. That was really good. The corpse grinder. He's like, fuck it. If I get bored on the road, dude, I'm going to Target. I'm gonna get <laughs> deals, brother. What? Yeah, he, he, and he looks for the deals, man. Yeah. He so gets his funny. kids' stuff. It's fucking great. Yeah, that's good stuff. Now, speaking of Corpse Grinder, we've got an idea that we were talking about doing here. Uh, we mentioned it while we were talking to you last week. And so since we have this little thing between us, between you and me, CK, are on the Corpse Grinder side. I don't side, think it's fair. And Chris here is on the uh, barn side of it. And so we thought it would be fun to do a special killer cage match. And this is a metal oh, yeah. killer cage match. And actually, we're thinking about expanding and, and doing, doing more of these. Other like metal artists. Halford and Dickinson yeah, or sure. Ozzy yeah. and Dio and just have them fight. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking oh, awesome, dude? 
we have to. Yeah, no, it's good. So we'll mix it up. We'll do like killers one week and metal, or we'll do just, I just thought it'd be fun. So fucking put Barnes. What if we put like fucking Corpse Grinder against, say, like fucking Dave uh, Mustaine or something, you know? Yeah. No, or or um, against Pee Wee Gaskins. La- La- Pee Wee Gaskins. <laughs> oh yeah, you could mix the two, the killers and the metal guys. Yeah. Oh, Pee Wee Gaskins is dead, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big time. But but you got to you got you got to give out the um, weapons. Right. So this week we got Chris Barnes and uh, Corpse Grinder going at it, um, and thanks to uh, Austin Fager, Austin. And who's the other one? Eric McIntosh. For giving us the random numbers. And you guys that are new to the show, we do this cage match where we have a list of killers and a list of objects, 1 to 60. And this is a new feat right here, what we just did. And since we already had the the guys fighting already picked, we only needed objects. So this week, Shawback, what did they come up with? All right, we got a samurai sword, which is pretty badass. But then you got a damn flip phone. <laughs> the, the only thing flip phone is going to be used for yeah. is when Barnes needs to call fucking 911 for his life. Oh, he sent me that in a text, a and I'm like, you got to fucking you use that. Son of a bitch. Call 911. Now, here, now, here's the thing. Now, here's the thing. I, I I am in total, complete agreement that Coors Grinder would whoop Chris Barnes. But what did we come up ass. with as an equalizer to this? But they got to get really cheap because fucking Barnes fucking smokes a lot of pot. So they got to smoke. Yeah, but we said they got to smoke a joint back. together and to then, make and, Barnes a little bit more yeah. evened up with, with Corpse yeah, Grinder. Yeah, because it's going to make Corpse Grinder more like, oh, groggy, shit. Groggy, a little more oh, groggy. Shit. And Barnes is going to be like, well, <laughs> let's do this. So then. But I still think he's getting his ass Oh, wet. no, he's getting his ass kicked. I don't care if he has a samurai sword. Corpse Grinder is a fucking Corpse Grinder is going to take them big ass fucking arms at him, take that flip phone. He ain't even going to unflip it. And he's going to chuck it right at his face and oh, knock damn. his shit out. Oh, wow. You, you bet. You bet. I love you fucking Barnes Corpse or, uh, sword. Barnes fucking cannibal course. But in a fight. <laughs> Ain't no battle, bro. <laughs> he fucking course you know, trying to grab him by his. Barnes might be able to do. What's that? If he starts to thrash, he could use his fucking dreadlock. That's, that, that's got to hurt him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, gra- uh, grinder probably grab him by the dreadlocks and fucking whip him around. What if he ties the fucking the <laughs> flip phone into his hair and whipping him with the phone with his hair? With his own hair, he's yeah. circle banging with his dreads. With the damn I mean, that would hurt, but. Corpse Grinder gets that samurai sword. It's fucking over. Heads off. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Uh, yeah. I think as even as... with smoking the joint, no. Barnes is getting a fight. Ass Barnes is done. Corpse Grinder. Yeah. So, Corpse Grinder with this one. But that was as funny. As far as Cannibal Corpse, Chris Barnes. <laughs> now, we put it on the Facebook page to see what uh, people would uh, think, uh, listeners. And we had our buddy Rick Fisher, Sick Rick Masks. And he said he voted for Corpse Grinder because, quote, us fishers got need to stick, stick together. together. Got to so stick together. I yeah. thought that was great. So Rick's awesome. Fuck yeah, Rick. I thought that was and really thank funny. thank you for the decor for the studio, sir. Yeah, we got two of your masks, Rick. And I'm even thinking about a third one. I got to get a fucking stop. You're hooked. I am. You're hooked. I am. I'm thinking about the zombie uh, Ed Gein mask. Dude, that'd be so nasty. Yeah. Zombie. That'd be yeah. sick. It is. Now, um, 
So that was good. Now we've got some uh, local news. Uh, well, I, I just, I just want to mention yeah, something really ahead, quick. Yeah. Um, uh, if nobody knows Bruce Corbett from War Beast and Rigor Mortis, he just he yeah, passed he just away this past cancer, week. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so condolences to his family, his um wife and his daughter. So um, you know, rest in peace, bro. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a hard fight, and like uh. Like I said, uh, you posted about it, and like I said, you and Pete, you're still fighting it hard like a motherfucker, like a motherfucking champ, brother. <laughs> Pete's been through it, and you guys, I, much respect to you guys, man. Fuck yeah. And uh, yeah, it sucks that Corbin died. It sucks. Yeah, it's, it is. It's <laughs> shitty. It's a fucking horrible disease, as we both know, CK. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, in the mayhem story, um, I poked fun at myself again with my medical fucking issues. So. Nice. <laughs> That's going to be good. I'm I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait, dude. Now, some local news. Chalk just finished tracking drums for their new EP. Sounds like things moving along nicely. You were uh, yes. at their practice, right? I, yeah, I was there, uh, what was it, uh, Saturday night. I was there Friday night. Yeah, I was there both nights. But yeah. Saturday night, they were practicing, and dude... The shit sounds, drums are on point. Fucking uh, Mike's playing them drums like a badass. Gabe's bass is fucking amazing, dude. He's doing nice. shit that I've like, what the fuck just happened right there? Like, because nice. he, he's like you. He doesn't pick. Right. Uses he, his fingers. Fingers and he fucking. Picks it for pussy. He, he, <laughs> he slams it like he, he's hand, he hands that bass down. Nice. And fucking Michael, or Michael, that's my brother. He doesn't do this shit. Uh, Meister's vocals are fucking oh, ridiculous, sure. man. Oh, I'm sure. Obviously, Pete's still killing it. So, yeah. Chalks, that's awesome. I can't wait for their shit to be done. Yeah, Pete so and Chase, it. I'm sure, ripping it up. All, all of them just Chase's really talented. Chase's fucking monster, dude. Really talented. So that's going to be great. Uh, the artwork has come in for the Murder Complex EP. Uh, that's coming in March on Meat Hook Records. Sick as fuck. And of course, I do some vocals on there with Bone Saw. It's going to be pretty fucked up. Uh, did uh, going to be doing some narration, like reporter voice stuff for him as well. So we're kind of wrapping that up. Uh, Vena Collapse recording. They are so. in the studio. Did get a little taste of bad news, though. Uh, apparently, their producer's studio oh, yeah. got some water in it over yeah. this stupid fucking winter we're having. Right. So they're kind of working through some issues. They're going to get it going, though. That's cool. It's just always good to see the local guys staying with it. Yes, 100%. And they're, they're going to stick with it. You, you saw yeah. what we was here the other day. He's like, oh, yeah. The guys want to jam. I got to go. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, Matt Bishop used to be the singer for Lividity. He's doing some uh, side project now called Hideous, which is pretty sick. He's going to do an interview with us, a uh, Skype interview, so we'll have that soon. I'll let you guys know what's up with that. Uh, on the national side, uh, CK, I was seeing that fucking Overkill and Death Angel going out of U.S. tour starting in April. Yeah, that, that that's going to be a killer tour, and I've seen Overkill multiple times, and they just kick ass i've seen death angel before and they put on a kick-ass show so um yeah. i would definitely death check angel out just played out. at fta last year and it was fucking pretty awesome they did me and joey are going to see him in st louis on may 5th so that's going to be wicked um also that new king diamond album uh is fucking amazing man that the album is 
the quality is fucking phenomenal for a live album, man. Holy shit. Yeah, it's, an, it's another it's, it's another great produced live album. Fucking fantastic, man. I like it when you get a good live album. Yeah. Uh, what was the really Dia side good. one, the live one? It was, it's been, a, it's an old album, but it was live and it was so good. It sounded awesome. Yeah, a good live album is really, really awesome. You can get some that sound like shit. Oh yeah, and I went to a, a a show on that tour that King Diamond recorded that, and I I was there. I saw how fucking good it was. Uh, so there's no like overdubs in a studio type shit. It's the real thing. It's no, it, it, it's fantastic. It, it, they they sounded killer because I saw the same tour. Yeah. It, they they were they were killer. They were right on right on target yeah. with everything. And then I saw CK that pentagram doing some shows with your boy Bobby, man. Yeah. Bobby I guess Bobby's out of jail. Um <laughs> he's out of jail. Gotta ver- do some shows, boy. <laughs> put put a new version of Pentagram together because um I believe he owns the name anyway. So, right. um, yeah, yeah, they're touring. Um, they're doing like a dozen doing, shows, but most of them are in yeah. Texas. I don't know what the fuck the deal is with that. Like Dallas, Houston, so, um, there's like four Texas dates. That's crazy. Like Arizona, yeah, it's like weird. I don't, I don't get that one because you know they're from um, the Virginia area. So I know. No. I don't understand it either. So got me on that one, but too. um, it's no, it's, it's the drugs. It's good to have you know, it's good to have him back. I, I love Pentagram, as everybody knows. Oh so. yeah. So hopefully Bobby gets his shit together and doesn't beat up um his mother anymore. Yeah so. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've um, we've metalized it pretty well. I think we're it's pretty metal, dude. To verge into some mayhem and CK. I know you're going to stay on with us so we can continue on. Yeah. And- we got some yep. really good stuff coming up. So, hell, you yeah. got you got the double F um, saga. Get oh yeah, and I part got three little... of Freddie Frankfurter. It's Fuck gonna yeah. be I good. Got a CK. Story of my own. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Oh yeah. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll tear it the fuck up. We're gonna play some uh, uh, Cannibal Corpse right now. I come blood. Fucking cannibal corpse, man. I come in. <laughs> nice. What That's... what album was that from, Chris? Quick. What? What, what album? album? Oh, that is from Tomb of the Mutilated. Okay. We have uh, CK with us still. CK hanging in there uh, from Danbury, Connecticut on Skype talking to us, hanging over into Mayhem because we have some unfinished business we got to attend to. First off, though, is your story. You said you had a good one and that it's uh, somewhat embarrassing. Well, um, it's, it's not that it's embarrassing. It's just it was it was like a, a serious taboo. incident. Yeah, it, it, it you know, and and the disclaimer: if my wife happens to listen to this episode, <laughs> I, I love you. I love you so <laughs> much, baby. <laughs> All right, All right. She's um, already mad at you over yeah, the yeah. other thing, but <laughs> let's get it. Go so, ahead, um, brother. All right. So, if nobody knows, I've been fighting cancer for the last. It's going to be six years in March, 2016. Um. I was still out of work. I was 
I was getting ready to go back to work in August. Um, I'm home by myself. It's like five, six o'clock. It's June. I'm um, doing the dishes and I get these real bad cramps in my leg. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to go get a bottle of water. I'm going to go drink. I'm going to sit, relax, and I'll get back up and I'll do the fucking dishes. I'll finish the dishes. So I go sit on the couch. I drink the bottle of water. I go to stand up and I fall. Oh, damn. And, and, and I, and I, it's like I have no strength. I couldn't even get myself up. So my phone's in the other room. And you know, you know where I live, Pete. I got, we got the living room and we got the kitchen in the other room. Right. My phone's charging out in the kitchen. I'm in the living room. Now I can't get up. I mean, I'm I have like, and I can't get can't, up. <laughs> no, it was, it was fucking like that. I'm like, like straight up like I can't that. Fucking get up. Yeah. So I was able to prop myself up against the couch somehow. I'm like, well, this sucks because I can't get to the phone. So I can't even call Laura to let her know what's going on. And she, it, it's like six, six thirty. So I know she's coming home like in the next 15 minutes, luckily. So I'm just going to hang so out right comes, here, I guess, right? So so she comes in the door. She goes, what the fuck are you doing on the floor? I go, can't get up. She goes in the bedroom, changes. She goes, why are you fucking floor? I go, I can't get up. She goes, quit fucking around. I'm like, no, I, I literally can't get up. She goes, what do you mean you can't get up? I go, I can't push myself up. I have no strength in my arm. I have no strength in my legs. I can't get up. She goes, you're not joking. I go, wish I was, but I'm not. So she's able to get me up on the couch. And we call 911. So you got the paramedics coming. You got the fire, the fire department coming out in the front of the house. They come up. The paramedics are like, you know, what's going on? I go, well, I can't really move anything. The only thing I can move is my mouth and my head. I said, that's what the I can ladies move like when you know, all you can move is your mouth and your head. That's, uh, that's what the ladies like. Just like, I'm going to sit on this <laughs> gyrate your face. So he goes, you know, so he goes, you got to give me a hand getting you up. I go, may happen, bro. Cause look at me. I go, I go, you're religious. He goes, yeah. I go, do you believe in God? I go, well, you got a better chance of seeing God fucking come down from the sky than me fucking being able to help you get me up. Because I can't fucking move, dude. That's Damn. fucking all. That's it. I, I love the way you said that to him, too. He's like, look, motherfucker, I can't fucking move. I'm, and, and like, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I go, I can't move. Right. So, so you know, they're able to get me under a board on a stretcher. And um, at this point, they're thinking I had a stroke. Why fucking not? I've had fucking everything else. You know, fucking answered three or four times at that fucking point. I don't even fucking lost count at that point. Right, now that it's time. just like, this is why something's no, going to happen, right? Yeah, you know, and 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 I'm thinking, well, for stroke and I'm paralyzed, I go, I'm not even going to fucking go pick my own music out of my music room to fucking listen to shit. This is my thinking at the time. Right. You know? So I'm like, you know, stroke, you could be paralyzed permanently, 
you know, may come back. Who the fuck knows? Right. So, you know, luckily the hospital is only half a mile from my house. So I'm in the ambulance. I, they bring me up to the hospital. And um, for some reason, the, the, the emergency room, I get there and I, and I got an itch. I go, I got an itch on my back. So I go, I go to the paramedic. I go, dude, I go, dude, do me a favor. Can you itch my back? <laughs> yeah, can you scratch goes, my back, dude? <laughs> he goes, yeah, sure. I go, and I'm like, oh, crap. He goes, what? I go, what if my balls itch? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, shit. That's a pretty go, tall fucking request. Hey, uh, when you, you start know, thinking about it, too, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. I'm like, shit. But if you could feel an itch, though, then you were obviously not paralyzed. That's right. a good point. So, <laughs> now, at that point, the 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 doctor at the emergency room was smart enough to do blood work. Um, I, Originally, I thought I was dehydrated. But um, luckily, they, um, she does blood tests, and my potassium is, like, fucking through the roof. Now, I forget what the number is. But my, my sister-in-law is also a doctor. So my in-laws are, are with me at the emergency room. Laura's with me. Her sister calls and, you know, wants to know what the fuck's going on. And at that time, they give the um, the count of the potassium in, 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 my, in my, the count of my potassium. And all I heard my um, sister-in-law go, holy fucking shit. Oh, man. Come to find out, my potassium was so fucking high. That's what they give when they do lethal injection. That's the amount they give to fucking kill a person. Jesus Jeez. Christ, are you serious? Were we eating like were... a fucking yeah. bushel of bananas? I was going to say, how many fucking bananas are you eating, <laughs> bro? Fuck. <laughs> no, well, I'm going to get to what to what they think happened, but um, so before that happens, I I, I go, I go. I think I got fucking Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, damn. Laura's like, Laura's like, you don't fucking just get that like that. I go, well, what about MS? She goes, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> she goes, you don't have ALS. And you don't have fucking MS. What the fuck? I go, well, what the fuck is idiot. it? <laughs> well, come to find out when, when your potassium goes like that, the first thing that goes is the blood from your extremities because it's trying to keep up with your heart. So I was getting ready to go into cardiac arrest. Oh, man. Oh, so you almost had a fucking heart attack? I, I was about, I, I should have been fucking dead, dude. It was so high. That's they fun. said they never seen anybody come back from that potassium so high and not die. You're just the Not only beast. die, but, but to have their kidney function come back. Right. I'm fucking going to get a goddamn gladiator helmet for CCK. <laughs> fucking animal. <laughs> so, so I'm like, so, you know, they start to get things under control. They start leveling off shit. So I'm like, well, I can move shit. I can go home now. And they're like, you ain't going home. <laughs> You're like, you got to go to the fucking ICU unit. You ain't going home. Damn. So um, my father-in-law goes, he goes, God damn it. You're not a fucking cat. You don't have nine fucking lives. Cut this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him saying that. You know, so... um. But come to find out, I, I guess a couple of weeks before I had a, I had a scan where they they gave me dye, and I was on a, a drug called metformin. I wasn't supposed to be on while the dye was in my system. Did you, were you so testing kept, for the red market? 
shit, who the fuck knows? <laughs> but th- th- this is this was at a different hospital because it was a different procedure. I had to go to a different hospital for this. It wasn't my hospital in Danbury. Um, I'm not going to give the name of the hospital because I, I, they probably could have killed me. It doesn't matter. But um, they um, they were supposed to tell me not to stop, to stop taking the metformin. I, I was going into um, kidney failure. So that's what caused the whole fucking thing. But the thing that's funny is this, this, the shit that I just came out with. I mean, I'm in my I'm in my hospital room one day, and my fucking oncologist comes to me. He goes, he goes, what the fuck's going on? I go, I don't fucking know. That's why I talk to my oncologist because he's so cool. Yeah. He goes, you should be dead, brother. I go, yeah, that's what I heard. He goes, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you're you're a fucking beast. You you got yes, cancer you can't are. kill you and this can't kill you. I don't know what the fuck can. But um, that's fucking yeah. Brutal, that man. was um, it's just the shit that I came up with. You know, I knew it was serious, but this is just the way my life's been the last six years. I I find the humor in it. I have to find the humor in it. Yeah. And Laura still she can't. She still doesn't like to talk about it because um. But, Humor and I, I, some of the shit I said was fucking funny, you know, especially if my balls itch. <laughs> Who's gonna scratch them? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand why she doesn't like it. It's probably upsetting to her, of course, having gone through that. I can't imagine, uh, you know, what she must have been dealing with there trying to figure that whole situation out. What's up with you. Freddie, though? Now, to depart from the serious CK going into some Freddie Frankfurter, I think we'll oh, get, God. Some, we'll no. get some unfinished business here because part three, yeah. three or five, I three think five. is the best, in my opinion, probably the that there is of this story. Uh, there's yes, there's this, more this to is, tell, this but this is really the meat of it. About. This is the stuff that when we first started discussing this, you wanted me to tell this part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> One specific, and when I get to it, I'll, I'll, I'll oh, mention. Oh, God. I, but, I piss myself every time I hear this. But when you told me you wanted me to tell this one little part of the story, I said it's not it's as funny a, yeah. if they saga. don't know everything that comes right. up to it. Yeah, it's know? a saga. <laughs> it is a saga. So You know, and, and, and this thing is, this is a real-life dude. This is not made up. No. I, I, no, I the only thing that that's made is, up is the name. Everything's real. Right. Yeah, everything is is a hundred percent truth. Right. And again, we're not making we're we're not, we're, we're not trying to hurt anybody. No, because as you just of, showed, I mean, we we make fun of ourselves all the time. Yeah, no, so, yeah, you know, so, happens, so yeah. If, if the real Freddie's listening, just know that we're not uh, we're not doing anything but just having some fun with some old times that happen, and it is what it is. So don't don't take anything personally. Exactly. Freddy. Now. When I was a teenager, my first job was at a restaurant in Bethel, Connecticut. Um, I don't even know if I should say it because I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, but we did make mention- anything. You're, you're going to give them more business, probably. Yeah. Well, I, I will then. The Sycamore. <laughs> it's a classic blooming or a Bethel, Connecticut uh, restaurant. They do the car hop, so like a fifty style. Dude, has Guy Fieri been on that bitch? it's pretty awesome though uh and for a first job as a kid it was really cool i started working in the kitchen so anyway 
as I've mentioned in in part one, I had this guy Freddie Frankfurter in my class, and he was kind of kind of a goofball, and um, he was taking different classes than I did, so I didn't really see him after homeroom. So anyway, he was on like a work release from school, so he was working at the restaurant like early in the day, like before I got out of school, and I got there after school. So a lot of times he was already there, okay? And so I remember there's a lot of little stories about working with him there, but there's a few that really stand out, and here's one. I remember getting to work one day, and I was kind of in a hurry, and I parked my car real quick, and I came in there, and he's standing in the in the uh, oh, outside shit, of the kitchen, this. and like he the, goes like the doorway area, yeah, uh. and he's standing there like that's where the time cards were, so he's all like like pissed off looking, you know, and I'm like, what's up? You know, you almost hit my car out there, and I was like, oh, I did what? That voice. You almost hit my car. And I was like, I almost hit your car. I don't fucking hit anybody's car. I don't almost hit anybody's car. You almost hit my car. I can't believe you know these like fucking going off of me. And I was just like, whatever, you know, sorry, I guess. If I almost hit your car. I guess I didn't hit it. I so, didn't hit it, so, so be happy chill, about that, motherfucker. You know? Yeah, exactly. Fuck. So he's all fucking pissed off, man. So he fucking punches out, okay? And I'm standing there as I'm punching in. I could see out the front of the where the window looks out to the street right right he walks out the door walks to the fucking street and stands at the bus stop and Wait, a fucking well, bus pulls up he gets on the bus <laughs> what the f- and fucking <laughs> leaves shit dude so i said to the manager i'm like this is i just started drive? there yeah, i'm yeah. like he said i almost hit his car i said why is he getting on the bus and she's like, he doesn't have a fucking car. <laughs> dude, dude, it was so fucking convincing. He was like really mad about it. You almost hit my car out there. He was like really fucking pissed. That's fucked, dude. It was Holy fucked. Shit. Yeah. I mean, like serious fucking pathological lying. Talked about last episode with the yeah. city road smoke on the water. Yeah, and talking about stairway, right, to, stairway, heaven. stairway to heaven. Dude, telling some tall fucking tales. But you watched him get on a fucking bus after I he, stood you, there after you he just almost went off on hit me. his car. I just and he went off right. And another thing he liked to do is he liked to engage you in conversation, um, and and he would tell these fucking ridiculous stories, and you're just you don't want to like in some days like even though I used to get a kick out of hearing this shit, right, right. Some days just not in the mood, right. Like, dude, can you just shut up? I don't want totally. to hear you talk right now. So one day I came into work and he had this bandage on his fucking arm. Oh, uh, that's okay. Of course he's going to talk about what. And happened. he's standing there, like holding his, like like resting his arm on shit, so it's like up in the air. So you ask him, so what's wrong with your arm, Alan? Or did you cut yourself? That's all he needs, man. He's right, got right. you cornered like, for like done. an hour. Now we are talking. He's going to tell his story. So he's just sitting there doing something, and he's like, I just fucking love it. And I was like, what? And that's all he needed. I just fucking love it. I was out, and he fucking went on this fucking story. All you had to do is say what? I just said what, because he said, I just love it. And he goes, I got a fucking mayhem story about the what. All you got to do is say, hey, Chris, say the what story. Okay. Not doing it tonight. All right. 
Say right. the what story. We'll write that one down for next week, baby. Yes. Yeah, or the you Valentine. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so, so he goes, I was in the car with my brother-in-law and we were driving down the highway and it was this car full of these really hot fucking chicks. And they were holding up signs with their phone number and trying to help, you know, get us to fucking pull over. And we had to go somewhere. So we were, we were going by them. And all of a sudden, the car just fucking flipped over like three fucking times. <laughs> and it went down this fucking embankment. So we had to Get fucking stop. Fuck Pete, here. what was I supposed to do? I had to fucking stop. He goes, we went down there. And these girls were screaming. The fucking car's filling up with fucking smoke. And they're beating on the fucking window. So I had to fucking smash the fucking window in. That's what happened to my fucking arm. I smashed the window. That's what happened to my fucking arm. <laughs> <laughs> and I pulled all four of them out of the fucking car, and just as I pulled the last one out, it fucking exploded. Hey, CK. <laughs> uh, yeah. How legit does that sound? He sounds... His voice is fucking spot on, bro. <laughs> fucking A. I, I was open-mouthed. It is... Spot on. Open mouth listening to this shit. The oh, fucking exploding car. Right, right, like, so then he goes, <laughs> so then we went to the hospital to make sure they were all okay. And I can't even believe it. I just fucking love it. I'm like, what are, What are you talking about? He goes, the parents didn't even fucking thank us. Girls didn't even fucking thank us. We saved their lives. They didn't even fucking thank us. Because <laughs> that's what I was like. I'm like, well, did you get some fucking pussy out of it or something? Me fucking pulled four fucking girls to a fucking window. Fucking you exploded. busted your fucking arm all up. I mean, did you at least fucking hook up with one of them? I know. No. 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 <laughs> Didn't even fucking thank us. I was like, oh, you're full of fucking shit. Yeah. All right. And it unexplicably wasn't on the news or in a newspaper or anything. Oh no, no. Well, it was it was a secret, I guess. Now, <laughs> now the probably the funniest thing and definitely the most requested thing. That people ask me when the Freddie Frankfurter story comes up is this. We used to have cruise nights during the summer, okay, on Saturday, where there would be like classic car. Right. Whole, it was the biggest cruise it, night it in the country. It happens around here. It was the biggest cruise night in the country at one time. <laughs> oh, Still have it to this day. Humongous. Yeah, it was crazy. Nice. Yeah, Tom Selleck came down there one night to watch, to look at the cars. Like hot rod and, fucking like cars going. Oh, yeah, yeah, like 50s fucking cars. It was Fuck fucking yeah, sweet. that's badass. So we were busier than fuck, okay? So I remember the fucking boss used to stress the fuck out, you know, just busy, fucking people screaming, trying to fucking keep up. Right. right. So Freddie is in the kitchen, okay? I'm out there on the grill with my boss trying to fucking cook, okay? And in the background, I mean, all it's just sheer fucking chaos. <laughs> screaming, you know, yeah, just it, noise, it, kids, just chaos. Like, say, like, a, something like Sturgis or whatever, some Total shit like that. fucking chaos. And, and above it, in the background, you could hear him coming out of the kitchen, okay? <laughs> he would have a big old pile of dishes down by, like, his fucking dick. <laughs> going up over his fucking belly and up to his chin. Okay, so it was like a big fucking like a boat out fucking thing, <laughs> S- 
steaming hot fucking dishes, okay? Like burning his fucking hands, okay? He's just walking through. And he comes through like waddling through and he's because there's fucking wall-to-wall people and you could hear him. Above all this chaos, you could hear his voice. Skid me, folks. Skid me. Hot stuff, folks. Gonna be coming through here all night, folks. Excuse me. Excuse and, and, me. And on a side note, you got oh, you got Laura. Laura says that all the time now. Oh, does she? That's awesome. Yeah. Hot stuff, folks. Excuse me, folks. Coming through here all night. Excuse me. He said it so many fucking times. I remember my boss looks at me and he's like, "Sweat is just pouring." <laughs> How do we make him pour, shut up? Pouring down his face, <laughs> and he looks at me with like gritted teeth, and he goes, "Pete." Go back there and tell that little fat bastard to shut the fuck up. Go now. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I went back there. I'm like, Freddie, you got to fucking chill the fuck out. You got to chill the fuck out. He's like, well, they won't move out of my way. I'm like, you've got to fuck. You can't be fucking screaming that shit because Rich is going to lose it. Now fuck out. He's going to lose it up there, dude. So stop it, okay? I understand you got to get your way through, but don't like. Oh, that voice, though, dude, is like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard. Now. I fi- bet it made people move, though. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? The final this, part. This, this, this is the part that fucking. The I final part of this segment of the part three is this. This is the one that CK wanted me to tell as a standalone, which it's funny. But like I said, I felt you, you put needed the whole together. thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So again, cruise night, chaos, fucking screaming. The employees are stressed to the fucking max. So my roommate at the time, and we know him very well from other stories Mr. Black and Curly himself. Hi, hi, okay. Mr. Black and Curly. So Mr. Black and Curly worked there too. Everybody I, I fucking knew worked this motherfucker, okay? He was mad. He was like hungover, fucking stoned. I don't know what the fuck. He was fucking jacked the fuck off. He right? did not want to be there, okay? So at, uh, I almost did it. So Freddie... <laughs> you almost said I almost it, did, did it. it. You almost said so it. Freddy, so Freddie is doing his, excuse me, Fox. Excuse me. You can fucking hear him. Through. All the way through the entire place. And Black and Curly is going, I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm just going to fucking kill him tonight. I honestly think I'm going to kill him tonight if he doesn't shut up. I'm like, would you fucking relax, man? Like, Jesus Christ. So anyway, he comes That's into the kitchen. Good. Freddie and he's got his hands we didn't have at the time didn't have like a dishwasher right. so we had to wash him in a sink you know and this water you know you get fucking hot you know he's got oh, no. his, a, sanitizer a fucking sink full of dishes forks fucking all kinds of shit like a commercial sink like a big fucking sink oh, I know hot what you're fucking about. soapy I've, water I've been in kitchens before and he's standing there fucking fucking going I don't even know what he was talking about but he wouldn't shut the fuck up <laughs> And black and curly fucking completely lost it. Okay? He picked him up by the belt and the fucking back of the shirt. 
and shoved him oh my God. upside down in the fucking water and was slamming his fucking face into the fucking dishes. He was legit trying to kill this He was going to fucking kill him. Like, I am done with this motherfucker. And he was screaming, hey, was he and he was fucking just slamming his fucking face. Oh, my fucking... And there's so tell much tell chaos, nobody even noticed. But I was standing there. I'm like, like watching. Like, is this happening to me? So I pulled him off. I'm like, you got to fucking. You can't. What are you drawing with you? Oh my fucking god! I pulled Freddie away from him. I told him, I said, get the fuck out of here. Just go home. We'll deal with this shit. Just go. We we, we got this. Because he was all fucking faces yeah, all so red bad. and He's fucking slamming his head burned from the water. Why is it black and Curly going just while he's doing just shut the fuck yeah. up? Just, just shut the, the fuck, fuck up. God. Fuck. Shut the fuck up. He's slamming his face into the fucking dishes. Oh, oh my god, it was so fucking that's hardcore. Uh, one of the best things I've ever fucking forever, dude. He's just like, fuck this dude. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> oh my god, he was drenched in fucking soapy water and oh, all fucked god. up. I don't know. <laughs> it was so funny, oh but there's God. there's all kinds of stories like that. I worked with them for, oh geez, I worked there through high school, so two three years. Whenever I was working sixteen, through when I graduated high school, oh, it was so fun. But oh, he I worked bet. there at a different shift than I did, but we overlapped. And then on the cruise nights, they'd bring everybody in because we were so busy. But yeah, so CK, you got your drowning dude. in the dishwater story. Oh, drowning God. in the dishwater, dude. <laughs> Fuck, dude, that was so part, part fucking worse. fun. The climax part of worse. that story is yeah. epic as fuck. But yeah. see, that's why you had to tell the whole thing, you know. And there's more next week, part four, or uh, then the week after next. I keep saying next week, yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah. a bonus. Next episode. week's a bonus. Uh, the first, uh, the Valentine's Day show, you get part four, which is really funny. Because these involve some pranks I played with Freddie and another friend of mine through the mail. Oh, God. It's fucking classic. It's really funny. And then the fifth Ugh. part is kind of a wrap-up, kind of a feel-good end to it all. So we so still have fuck, two more yeah. parts to go, but it's it's going to be fun. So CK, uh, a you finally... Up, but a little bit creepy at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Because you're involved with that one, so... Yeah, along, along with um with, along Alex, with Alex, yeah. So that'll be fun. But uh, anyway, the last thing we want to go through here in Mayhem that is a studio update. Bro. Little update: uh, the door is installed thanks to Shaw back here. This will be the last episode recorded in the studio, aka bedroom. It's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, so this will be the last one we do up here. Uh we'll be going to the real studio uh, in a couple weeks when we start doing them out there. And so we got the sick Rick uh, Gacy pogo mask that's going up on the wall. Oh, it's so fucking nice. It's going to be gnarly, man. Very disturbing. Um and then the Dominus Venom black metal mask that what the LEDs coming up from the bottom. Do yeah, you, you got to see it, CK. We got a glass shelf with LED lights underneath it, and the Venom mask goes on top with this fucking inverted oh, that's be dude. Sick. Oh my god, you don't even know. You that don't is, even. Plus CC plus CC CK will be there holding all the shit down. CCK oh, will be, be there. Hor- he's gonna be there, horns high. Yeah, we're gonna have him no in the corner by hair, the banner, so it it'll be in the what, shot every yeah, time. And it doesn't matter what hair it is. 
you're right. gonna be rocking that hair hole. Yeah, away. we got some good <laughs> ones, especially for that first episode out there. It's gonna be funny. Um so yeah, it's gonna be great. We got a lot of good posters. Uh we got some pictures, we got all sorts of cool little collectible things we've been collecting last few months. Uh, we're going to do a video reveal of the new Horns High Studios, and we're doing a little making of the studio video with uh, Chris. That on Facebook or YouTube. I'm yeah, sorry, we'll put YouTube. it on the YouTube channel with Chris doing the construction and Kara doing the painting, and then the final assembly of it all, and uh, putting up the wicked decor that we got going on. And so, yeah, it'll be we got on a our stockade going on the wall. We do, man. The, a real stockade that we stockade. had built for yeah, us. Yeah, thank you, fucking Mike. Yeah, it's going to be sick as fuck. Um, YouTube channel, we'll have all this stuff. So check us out on Murder Metal Mayhem on YouTube and like us, subscribe, all that good stuff so you know when we post stuff. We're going to be posting a lot of video out there because yeah, we're going to have such a cool fucking done, setup. There's going to be a lot more videos. Yeah, so it's going to be it the out. fucking bomb. And we plan on Hey, who, who, who would have thought you start this podcast almost a year? Well, April. It's getting, it's getting close, close to a year. Close to a year, yeah. Yeah. Now, one, we'd still be doing this. Right. Two, now you got a studio. Right. It's yeah, fucking killer. Yeah, it's it is really awesome. It's great to see it move the way it's moved at a quick pace. You know, we've really uh, come a long way in just a few months, and closing in on a year here in what three months or so. So, pretty awesome. Fiftieth episode will be the first week in April. So yes, it's going to be crazy. Got to get some CK likes. Yeah, video we'll definitely somehow. get CK involved in episode fifty. So for sure. But CK, thanks for staying on so long, dude. It's uh, yeah, it's been no talking to you, brother. But uh, good to talk, and I'm sure we will talk to you uh, in a couple weeks on the 43rd episode. Oh hell yeah! So uh, next week, of course, they'll get to hear your and mine uh, top medal of all time, which is a good conversation we had. Yeah. So. Good conversation, good eclectic mix. It's um, yeah. nice little bonus episode we did. Big time. All right, CK. Well, you take care, brother. Oh, yeah. Have a good night, bro. Uh, all right. Talk to you guys later. Embalmer, baby. Embalmer. There was blood everywhere is the name of that one. So that's pretty fucking sick. Those guys are badass. I remember they played the Central Illinois Metal Fest in Champaign-Urbana one year. CIM back in the day was the shit. It was. Matt Bishop fucking put those together. Exactly. Bishop fucking back in Leviticus days. Like, so sick. Big time. So uh, that was cool to have CK on through two ep- uh, segments there. Yeah, it was. It was fucking was really nice trip. having him on here, yeah. man. Like, that was fun. I like having CK around. Yeah. Uh, bumper music this time provided by Cannibal Corpse, Dead and Skinless, and Embalmer. Thanks to all you and guys listening. if you listen. don't like those bands, go fuck you. That's You're right. on the wrong podcast. That's right. We appreciate you motherfuckers listening. Continue to see tons of you out there beyond the U.S., like the U.K., Australia, Germany, Sweden, Canada, and many more. So, And thank you guys. Yeah. Keep it worldwide, man. Uh, 
we uh, like to spread the metal, the murder. Well, the knowledge of murder, right. I guess. <laughs> and our knowledge is superficial. Right. Yeah, we uh we've been equated to the Beavis and Butthead right. podcast, so we're we we embrace it. We embrace it. It's nice that all you motherfuckers enjoy it. So thank you. Yes, very much. Now, uh, we get some good comments this time around. You want to read the first one? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh Sam fucking Houston. Good fucking name, Sam fucking Houston. Right. Yeah, uh, he said, uh, "I love the Freddie Frankfurter freak show." What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, it's pretty much what the fuck. That yeah, voice, wait, though, bro. And wait till Sam hears this episode yeah. because this one was crazy with the voice shit. Because so. there's a lot. Excuse me, folks. Excuse me, folks. <laughs> Hot stuff here. Yeah. So, thank you, Sam fucking Houston. That's right. Now, uh, Justin Morris, who comments a lot, said, great episode on the DC Sniper, so he dug that shit. Yeah, yeah, great. Fuck yeah. We enjoyed that. that one, too. It was a good it, one. It, it was a little different. You know, no, cross-country rampage with guns. The title, fucking yeah. uh, road trip, mass mass murder road trip. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's what it was. It was, big so, time. So, like, it's fucking for real. Yeah. And then, uh, Ella Murphy, uh, she commented, uh, love the Beach Boys song, Pete. Awesome. You should do more songs from the 50s like that. <laughs> yeah, boy. You going to do some Elvis and shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should do like, are you lonesome tonight or something like right, that. Right. Oh, that'd be funny, be dude. fun as fuck, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. I did so, Blue Christmas back mm-hmm. in the day. I did do <laughs> that one. Fun. Uh, Wait till you hear the fucking duet he's doing with my sister. That oh, dude. God. He's doing two of them. They're going to be fucking classic. Valentine's <laughs> Day uh, episode will have two karaoke songs that are going to be really funny. So uh, yeah. it's so, going to be good. Hell, yeah. Thank you, Ellen. Yes. And then Kelly Randy said, where can I get one of those Murder Metal Mayhem shirts? So hit us up. That's right. Go on MurderMetalMayhem.com, Kelly, to score one. Of the Murder Metal Mayhem shirts, koozies, and stickers. It's sweet. We'll get your order out quick by first-class mail so we don't fuck around. We'll get it right out to you. I think we've got mediums, larges, extra large. I might have a 2X, but that's about it. Um, I don't have 3Xs anymore. Right. We don't have smalls, so. Yeah, medium's the smallest we got. And I think XL for up, sure. Dude, we'll get it on. Uh, and maybe two. You X. get it on. That's right. Uh, you can also go to PeteAltieri.com to purchase one of my books. If you dig short stories. That and my... they're great stories. Thank you very much. Creation of Chaos is the one for you. Packed with 15 stories to freak you out and hurl you into the darkness along with me. You can listen to the bonus episode we did where I read my story, Long Dark Hallway. It will give you a little taste of what my writing is like. And, and it's a light taste. It is. It is. It's a good story, though, no, about it's a great story. old hospital and something no, moving around in the old morgue. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Um, that story does appear in the book. Also, my newest novel, The Dreadful Lives of Enoch Strange, is available. Uh, free poster and bookmark with each order. And if you dig the Kindle thing, you can get those both on Amazon if that's your thing. But you don't get the posters. And uh, you don't get the bookmark. Only if you order them from me. Um, I'm going to be doing an interview, speaking of that book, uh, this weekend with the Horror Host yes. podcast. Yes. Uh, we're going to be taping it on Saturday, but I'm not sure when they're going to play it. So I'll let you guys know. 
but and it if should you be don't fun. know who the horrors are, if you're another new, good one, another great podcast. Yeah, these ladies love horror. They talk about yeah everything horror, horror, whether it be movies, books, video games, right haunting somewhere they love yeah. they're they're about it and they're great people we've met them we yeah. went up there to shakers lounge with them so yeah go check the horrors out if you have not met them yeah check out their podcast yeah and they drink too when they do it so it's a little little fun you know? i don't yeah no i know you don't well water if you want to count that. i mean <laughs> or fruit juice maybe <laughs> as the night wears on but uh it's barley juice. <laughs> Don't forget, next week we'll be posting a bonus episode with the discussion uh, with CK and his top metal albums yeah, of all time. Pete and uh, CK had a good discussion about their favorite albums of ever all time. Yeah. So we're going to take a little fun. time off, get the studio set up. Yep. We got to do some audio and, tests uh, and make sure everything's good so we're ready sure for good. the next episode. And then after that, Bell Guinness. That's right. Be the first one in the new studio. Yeah, episode 43. Uh, We can't let them go, though, without hearing my big ass scream out another karaoke song, right? I mean... I mean, you can't at all. I mean, now you can get Maverick and the fucking Iceman, get them on the fucking radio and tell them we're getting ready to hit the fucking danger zone, man. The highway? Maybe to the danger zone. So until next... The highway. <laughs> so until next time, keep one foot in the gutter. And keep them whores high in the f- fucking skies, motherfuckers. <laughs>